0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 153 of the Revive Your Soul podcast. Here we go.
1: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try?
0: so people i've got an absolute cracking interview for you today now this is going to be episode 153 of the revive yourself podcast and episode 152 hasn't come out yet that's a cracking interview with tom staveley we go deep into what's going on here as well but the information that i recorded yesterday with tom barnett all about or surrounding what's going on right now in the world is absolutely valuable information and I want to get it out to people because I know that people are living in fear and panic and a constant state of fight and flight which is completely unnecessary um, so I want you to get this interview with Tom out as quickly as possible to you so you can relax, calm your mind, understand what's going on at a deeper level, understand viruses, understand what you can do about the pending mandatory vaccinations Uh, understand tom's journey you know tom's videos if you didn't know if you didn't know tom i didn't know tom three weeks ago and i spoke to him yesterday he was like you know he's one of the sharpest uh, brains i've spoken to extremely intelligent he like myself had been through his own health journey He, he healed himself he was deep into the intellectual world of medicine and you know even from a young age he sort of understood that maybe everything's not as it seemed but he went down that because he knew that it was a way of him getting reward and um from his parents etc and so this interview is absolutely fascinating we go into a lot of different um areas around what's going on today i think it's extremely important this will be going out on the revive yourself podcast on itunes and i'm going to be putting this on youtube so as always you know just so we can keep floating this information and getting it out to people um if you can like www.reviveyourself.co we've got our shop there full of fantastic um everything you need in terms of high quality high-end supplements everything i recommend i use personally you know um also got our water filtration systems there if you go to blueblocks.com put in the code revive you've got your blue blocking glasses there 15 percent off essential oil oils from essentialoilwizardry.com my my main man nick berry uh, if, uh, if you put the code in revive there you get 10 percent off all these things just help us float these these interviews because you know yeah uh, he just gets it one it gets information it allows me to put more time into it get more quality guests and it also allows us to get the reach out further because you want to get this information out as far, far as wide so if you're not familiar with tom barnett then he had two videos that went viral a few weeks ago first one talking about why you cannot catch a virus which got taken down from the mainstream, you know, rather than always, as he said in the second, you know, in the second video as well, where he talked about, you know, when, when things are the truth, the mainstream don't want it out, they get rid of it, or they, you know, they violently attack the person, which is really interesting. So this interview is a powerful one. Um, so get your pen and paper out, get ready for it. Uh, I want to get it out as soon as possible, as I said before. So without further ado, here's Tom. Here's the interview enjoy and i'll see you on the other side that was the just flow stuff yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah good one second right i think we're all, all good to go yeah perfect my man welcome welcome cool. to the uh, to the show and thanks for coming on
2: yeah thanks thanks for having me
0: no worries i was just i was just saying beforehand like uh saw you saw your videos um the first one i was like this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, that went that went viral. I sent it around to all my my friends. Then I started digging into you a little bit more, uh, looking into your background, etc. Found out uh, you're a checky, Saw some had some mutual friends on um, on uh, on Facebook, and then yeah, wanted to just get you on. Went went through your website, etc. By Global uh, Global Biodynamics uh, through different things and. Yeah, no, really interested to, to to have a chat about this, um to chat about this, Tom, because it's uh, what's going on at the moment seems to have everyone scared. Um but also your your views on it, your background, how you got into it was really interesting. Um because like myself, it seems that like you scratched your own itch getting into the na- natural health. Um so so yeah, my man, it was um I mean when you put put the initial videos together, was you expecting such a big response?
2: No, <laughs> not at all. I yeah. Uh... No, it's, you know, I've told this story a few times. It's just any time I put something out before, you know, like you you told me earlier, you'd seen a couple of my YouTube videos. I think if you'd seen them before I, that first video went out, there's probably three views on that's my average. If I ever post anything on Facebook, which I basically don't, but the times I have, you get like two likes, you know, nothing I ever put out ever goes anywhere. And uh, I'd spoken to two friends a couple of days before I put it out. And I said, you know what? a lot of our own friends in our own circles seem to be going a bit nuts with this thing. They're saying, Oh, you can't come to my house. You know, I'm scared to, you know, we should be all doing all this taking all the advice that was being dulled out by the media. And I thought, you know, I've really, I'm going to make a video. I'm just going to make a video and send it around to my friends because I'm one of those people that doesn't like saying the same thing twice. So I thought instead of people, you know, trying to say the same thing to individuals, I'll make a little video and put it out and both friends said, no one's no one's gonna listen. Like no one's gonna watch it. And I just I said, I know, I know that's I know that no one's gonna listen. But I said I need to be able to look back and say that I did something to help prevent this hoax really digging in and getting out more of a, what it wants to get out of people. So that was the only motivation was really to um, make sure that I knew that when this coronavirus hoax was going on, I did something to even if nobody saw it, I put it out. You know. Yeah. And that, that's the whole reason I put it out. And then the next day, because I didn't even, I don't even check my Facebook. So then I was getting calls from people saying, Oh, your video has being sent to me from Sweden and, you know, America and Canada and stuff. And I was like, oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> it was, was pretty funny. <laughs> it went around. It went around. I was sending it to all my friends because I was like, right. So because I was getting that as well, a million messages, people asking me to explain this. And I was like sending individual messages. And I was like, well, oh, in fact. Listen to Tom. He explained it to you really nicely, and it was quite a nice thing to be able to do. But you know, looking back through your, your, your YouTube, I was surprised because having when when you um, when you spoke, I thought, oh yeah, uh, well, it should be like what you're still doing because having looked through, it seemed like you were trying to get into politics in Australia, trying to stop like the mandatory vaccinations there, which I. If you listen to certain truth tellers, you know Australia's quite deep state in that way. Like it's quite, um, yeah, it's pushing that mandatory vaccinations, and they've even like stopped certain people talking in, in Australia. So it's really refreshing to, to hear yourself um, talk talk about that. I mean, and we and really want to get into your journey because you mentioned it in. You mentioned it in like the first video uh, and in the second video as well about how you but you had medical training and you've spent time doing that and even trying to uh, infect yourself. So it'd be interesting to do that. But like, so you but you also mentioned now you actually you've sort of step, stepped away from it. Just what? How come is you're doing the yeah. doing like uh, you're more you so say you're doing more with the camera right now rather than did you get disillusioned with with the polit- political side?
2: Oh, so the, the political side was only a three-week thing. So uh, that political party needed someone to run in our area for the House of Representatives. I don't know if you have House of Representatives in the UK, but it's. Uh, I think we have similar political systems. Anyway, it was a, a couple of friends said that their friends were in the political party and needed someone to run, somebody who was level-headed and will not going to get, you know, put out a bad, like, crazy anti-vaxxer message or, uh, you know, get get riled up by people that were you know telling them that they're <laughs> they're idiots or belligerent or whatever so i said yeah i can handle that and so though i got into it three weeks before the election and then ended up getting a lot of support in a really short amount of time which is really good we knew we wouldn't get in there's no way you can be a new party that was the first time the party ever ran it was their maiden like effort and i got in three weeks before an election so there's no way we were going to win but that was really for uh, raising awareness. And if they want me to run again in another election, then I will. Um, one of my messages is that <laughs> politics isn't going to change it, but the, uh, the awareness is. So uh, I, I was actually contrary to what a politician would normally do. I wasn't really saying to people, you have to get out and vote for me because I was telling people also how the political system works, how it's a complete rot doesn't matter who gets in, it's already predetermined, you know, the votes don't really count that much. So I was trying to teach people about that. And then that kind of went over a lot of people's heads as well. But (laughs) it was also really, like I said, it was about awareness. So there was a lot of people starting to then question, you know, is this a good idea what's being put on us? Should we start thinking whether it's a good idea to allow a so-called authority to govern what we can do with our own bodies? And even people who are pro-vaccine were saying, you know, I think vaccines are good and we should get them, but even I don't think it should be forced on people. So um, but that was great. I think overall, it was a really positive outcome. No. As far as the health side of things, um, you know, so I never really had a political career. It's not that I've stepped out of it. It's just that I did that three-week run. If I'm needed to go again, I will. But it, it, at the moment, there's nothing really for me to uh, to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, cool. It was like uh, – because just looking at it, I didn't know if that was what um, Global D- Dynamics was or is that your company you still you still do now or not? No. You, know, you, you stopped – because you said you're writing, no. you writing another book. So I didn't know if you were still doing it or not.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I um, – a lot of what I've done in my life, um, I think you would picked up my book. Uh, one of the things that I said in it is that um, <laughs> there's – one of the reasons that I got to understand the things that I did is that I never went and got a formal qualification because what I could see at an age before you get those qualifications was that there was a lot of people who said that they knew what they were doing, but clearly from the results that they were getting and the way they were living their lives, didn't really understand what they were talking about. So I could see from a young age that the qualification system was more about gaining the illusion of having competency in something, getting insurance, which protects you from your mistakes, and then, you know, just fill in your bank so that you can buy a house and do the whole, you know, you know, go on holidays, you know, put a pool in after a few years and then retire and not have to work. But that's kind of the model. And then selling yourself in certain ways is what gets you there. But I never wanted to go down that road. So I never had to um, back up anything. I had no financial motive to do anything. So my decisions, I didn't have to, you know, I guess, sell myself out for want of a better phrase. You know, you see a lot of people, they'll go out and they'll say, oh, you've got to do this diet and this and that. And then later down the track, they'll realize they were wrong. And so then they got a decision. Do I change tack and now market myself differently? Or do I pretend that I wasn't wrong so I can still sell the programs I was still selling and, you know, all that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of that going on from a young age. So um, when I got to a certain stage throughout practicing as a practitioner uh, and, you know, I set Global Biodynamics up as a nonprofit, I wanted to raise funds so that I could help people get more into organics and not have to... Uh, Support the you know agricultural business side of farming, um, and just to help people improve their health. But I found out along the way that people, (laughs) same as in the politics, it was the same thing. People want something to happen, but they want you to do it for them. Yeah. You know, they just go, oh, can you please make all of these changes so that I can sit back and just and and that's a really common mentality amongst people. And it was the same with the uh, the nonprofit. People go, oh, that's a great idea. You go off and do that and then that'll be great. I can live in that new paradigm. But they're not really willing to make those changes. And I've always taught people that a, a change in the world isn't going to come from leaders and politicians and, you know, social media influences and whatever. It's got to come from each individual man and woman making these decisions for themselves and changing who they are inside. That's going to change what we see outside. And that's only something people are willing to do. Really, I found once they've experienced some kind of uh, something that snaps them out of their current way of being.
0: Pain teacher. Yeah. And so the, the, mm. it, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm half with you, half not with you because, one, and I want to get into this as well. We've got lots to discuss. I'm actually excited. Yep. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons I am, so I'm with you completely. People need to take responsibility. I don't know if you know Warren Williams. He's a Czech level four um, practitioner. He teaches the Czech foundation. don't know if you've studied with him at all, but he asked me this. No, one, um, yeah. Uh, he, he asked me a question like I actually was on his podcast the other day and he asked me, Ryan, why do you think it's so important that people take ownership of their health? You know, I said, because it doesn't work any other way. You know, they don't get results, you can't do it for them, and so I completely yeah. understand that like they and you say they've got to want to do it, but with the level of knowledge that you've got, and you and this is not me just smoke because I think one of the things that got your videos to where it was is you're quite a funny bastard, yeah, so like you've got humor and 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 that can bring people in, right? So, like, be the inspiration for them, it's like then it's saying for them to aim to, to rival them then following someone who's just there for insta-likes when you're there saying the right stuff and living the right way that's also where it's like being the change you want to see so i get what you're saying but sometimes mm-hmm. people do need someone to look up to you know and i think that's quite a good thing sure. to put out in the world you know
2: oh absolutely 100% agree and that's why i i haven't stepped away from that health world completely i got i've got this thing with money we can get into that as well if you like but you know uh, there's i can tell that story if you want as we go but the uh that's why i'm writing the book still because i still feel that there's some some value that i have in that regard that people can um, that i haven't seen is currently on offer that's why this second book is how to remove the gross toxicity within the body specifically regarding to environmental toxins such as vaccines and the stuff that we've um, got from our parents it's very deeply set and it can be quite difficult to get out unless you're very very diligent with the diet and if it is heavy metals, some chelation protocols as well, but then also protecting your own rights and learning how to distinguish yourself from the legal fiction that you're born into and the you as a living being. And and that distinction is what can help people to stem that whole thing of you must get vaccinated, Uh, you must do this, you must do that. Here's a fine for going outside and going to the beach. I don't know if you've seen that they're doing that in Australia. They're finding people for going outside and going to the beach and things like that. Those are only offers. So it's it's just empowering people. And I think it's a really important book. Um, after that, I'll probably write another one. And yeah, I might actually keep making YouTube videos. Uh, I'll see. But um, I'm not like out of it, but I'm out of being, doing it as a practitioner because I do feel that I can help more people at once if I write books or make videos or whatever than just treat people. Um, it's funny what you said about Using the comedy though, because you know JPC is—he's mm-hmm. really popular on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, he's a Czech guy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, this is—it's so. uh, funny because I'm not—it's funny because all I'm not a Czech practitioner, but it, like it's like they all love my message. I love their message. It was weird because I went around and I only found out about Paul after. So I, I went through my own health crisis, like like it sounds. You didn't. I want to <laughs> get into that. And I went around and I studied in America. I went to see different people. when I went to India, Thailand, and all over the, all over Europe and. And it was only like once I got to a certain place, I had my mentor. I then found out about Paul, and I was like, mm. "Ah, Paul had put it all together." And ever since, it's like mm. I've got I've interviewed lots of checkies because it's all the same, right? They're all like about not just nutrition, but mental, emotional work, you know, bio- biological, spiritual, and and it's and uh, that that's one of I mean your chi- your chicken video cracked me up with the raw eggs and um and the uh, yeah, right. raw <laughs> chicken. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, it should be should yeah. be should be dead now." actually feeling pretty good <laughs> I, was, I was like that's that's what i said uh, because most people work uh, we talk about raw chicken they'll be like what the hell but they haven't looked at um on, on, when, you, when i actually asked you who was you talking about in terms of your other mentor and you talked about uh Andre. i always, always struggle with his name Andreas wonderplant is that how you say it yeah,
2: yeah yeah so i can't say it sometimes too it's Ogenus wonderplant I, that's I, his name
0: yeah andrewness yeah and um yeah who he yeah. Yeah, cured himself of cancer by eating raw food and stuff, which is which is mm. interesting. And actually, I read your book last night, um, and I thought it was really good. It was um, very similar to yeah, you know, it's very. I mean, it's all on the same sort of all on the same sort of message. And this is the thing: one of the things like getting people to think for themselves, which can be quite hard because mm. they have been so brainwashed. And when you say things about that, because I want to get into that, like around money, because the thing is though, my man, like I find it, you're giving people stuff for free. Is is great, like it feels good, but then they don't do it because they've got no investment exactly. in it. So sometimes right. I think this is what Paul Check says as well. And I, it's just like I give I give things away for free, and it's like you don't do it, but when you charge a, a fee, they do do it because they've actually got some skin in the game. So it's yep. hard, but well, I'll get into around your about money and around everything. But um, I mean, is that I mean, go let's, let's, let's go back through, like, so your 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 background, like how you got into this, because. You said like you were in your video. You said you're very intellectually, like very smart, very high IQ. Um, so, what was like your background? How did you how did you get into it, and what was the, what was the journey?
2: Yeah, okay. Well, also, I only put those that IQ thing in the first video because it was like was for my mates, you know, it wasn't really something that was supposed to go out to the whole, oh. whole world and everyone just go, "Oh, that guy thinks he's a genius." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't have put that in if if it was gonna. But this is the thing. I actually spoke to um. A friend the other day who I bumped into, hadn't seen him for ages and he goes, oh, you're famous now. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, yeah, it's funny how I made that video. And he said, you know what, if you had have made that video intending it to go to a lot of people, it probably wouldn't have. He said he thinks it only went around because I made it for friends and I made it in such a way that it just got attention. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, yeah, if I had have thought, sat down and thought I'll make a video that'll go out to the world, and I didn't put those jokes in about, you know, being smart and all these other things. It might not have got the reactions that it did. So funny, you know, no, pretty no, no. true. It could, could no,
0: be. No, 100%. I think but, it's um, a, a big part as, of it.
2: Yeah. But as far as how I got into things, yeah, I was raised uh, very intellectually. Um, one of the ways that, you know, once once you start learning Czech stuff, you you learn a lot about Learning the reason to do things, your shadow personas, your emotions and all that kind of thing. So when I was a kid, I was raised intellectually. I obviously had a natural aptitude for academics. And that was early on how I learned that I could get approval. So by being able to spell better than other people and do maths quicker and, and uh, you know, just just know the answers to things, that was um, that was how I got approval And from my parents. You know, and all kids want approval from their parents when they're young. You know, when you get older, you don't, you don't care. <laughs> but when you're young, you really care about that. So, um, you know, I did well academically through school. Um, I topped my class in year six. And then the girl that I was sitting next to, I thought, she's going to like me now because I had a crush on her. She didn't seem to care. And I was like, well, screw this academic stuff. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I went off the rails a bit in early high school, um, became very uh, uh, rebellious and everything. And then my parents wanted to shift me from that school back to the more expensive private school I was at, but they didn't have money. So we, uh, you know, I sat a scholarship test and ended up winning a full scholarship to go to the expensive school. So I saved my parents some money. But while I was in school, I had figured out that the school was using us as pawns really to market to future students more so than they were really trying to educate us. And I was really questioning a lot of what the teachers were telling us. Having said that, you know, the teachers at that school, I I 100% have respect for because they were they genuinely cared you know they weren't like but at the same time I I knew what they were teaching us wasn't really it kind of had nothing to do with life if you know what I mean so then getting into college uh I was still I was heavily questioning things by them then I I did a few years of that and quit and I wanted to start my own business and make money and whatever else I got into martial arts I was already training full-time I was competing in triathlon martial arts and then stupidly got into powerlifting at the same time, doing three sports and, <laughs> you know, just not a, not a good balance. Uh, and it was I'd got some injections before I went for a surf trip to Indonesia. And I kind of remember what I got, but I, knew, I know I got extra hepatitis shots, um, whatever else they gave me at the time. So it wasn't long after that I started to get some weird kind of health complications. I'd already had health complications as a kid. And at this time, combined with the adrenal fatigue and the overtraining, Uh, And living completely out of balance in life. I got really sick in my early 20s So I thought well, I can handle this because I've done a lot of science I was I didn't go to medical school and I never said that in the video, but I did study medicine uh, throughout at university through um, Attending those classes and then also having my own medical textbooks. I would always go through I'd go to the labs and everything like that And I thought, you know, I can figure this out. I can figure out what's going wrong even though the doctors couldn't, the specialists what, what, were paying five hundred dollars for. What
0: was what was wrong, mate?
2: Well, well, it was classed as just chronic fatigue syndrome, essentially. But you know, it's weird as a twenty-three-year-old, twenty-four-year-old. You're, you're very, you're getting a lot of colds and that kind of thing. You're, you're extremely lethargic. Can't walk. There was times I couldn't walk upstairs. You know. Whereas a year before, I'd do 100 sprints up and down stairs and still be fresh, you know. So it's kind of weird that someone at that age would be going through these, these things. And then you've got doctors telling you, oh, yeah, I've looked at your lab reports and you're fine. Just just pull your socks up and go home. And I'm like, dude, I could barely get here. <laughs> How am I fine? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this went and then even going and seeing natural health practitioners. But funnily enough, one of the first people that I saw moving out of the straight medical world was a German doctor who was... So he was a GP and a naturopath. He had natural health and traditional medicine qualifications. And he said to me, chronic fatigue is chronic toxicity. And by the time I got to him, I was 24. And I was uh, that offended me a little because I was going, no, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm Mr. Healthy. I eat healthy foods. I'm not toxic, you know, screw you. <laughs> so I didn't go back and see him. But then later I did go back and see him because I realized he was onto something. And then his treatments, which sounded like they'd make sense, they still didn't do much. I was getting intravenous uh, ozone therapy, intravenous vitamin C. I was going on the um, Rife and the vegan machines, you know, those uh, those um, biofeedback machines yeah. that they are supposed to balance you out and all that. Uh, various other weird German contraptions that apparently do a lot but didn't do anything for me. Uh, so, you know, after I'd gone through that and then gone through naturopaths, taking all these herbal medicines, doing all, you know, seeing Chinese Medicine practitioners, Ayurvedic medicine practitioners, following their dietary advice. I'd heard of Paul Check by the time I was 25 ish, 26. Thought he was cool, but seemed a bit egotistical in that at the time as well because he's a bit out there. And But some of the stuff started seeping in. And then in my 30s, early 30s, I went back to finding Paul's stuff and really started to delve into it because I realized, hey, I'm probably creating a lot of this for myself. You know, I've, I've had in my mind a lot, I know what I'm doing, but clearly I don't, you know, this is now six, seven, eight years on. If I knew what I was doing, I'd be better. So Mm -hmm. clearly I don't. So that's why, you know, I had to dive into Paul's teachings and it taught me a lot about the balance and the reason that I was doing things. And he taught me more than anything about having a dream. So before I got sick, I had a dream. I was going to America. I was going to compete in the US martial arts circuit. I was going to open a club, which I'd already been kind of pre selected for to open a martial arts school. I knew what I was going to do financially. I knew what I was going to, I knew what car I was going to have. I knew the type of girl I was going to marry. I knew the type of everything. You know, I had all these dreams all lined up. So, but then once you get sick, your dream just becomes getting better. I just want to get back to that. But as Paul would teach you, that's not a dream. You know, that's, you know, when you've got that health, what are you going to do with it? It's like when somebody says, you know, I want to have a million dollars. And you say to them, well, what are you going to do with that million dollars or how are you going to get that? And if they don't know, they're not going to get it. It's like just a pipe dream, you know. So I learned that getting better wasn't a real dream. So the day that I decided to not focus on what I can't do anymore, you know, coming from being an athlete and things, you, you can't do that. You feel like, what's my purpose? You know, I don't feel like myself. When I stopped focusing what I couldn't do and I started focusing on what I could do, overnight my energy went up 20%. So I, then I started realizing, yeah, this internal thing, this psyche, this these emotions, these are playing a huge role in suppressing my energy, keeping my immune system down, things like this. So, um, you know, so that, I mean, I never stopped studying either. So I was constantly looking at different scientific research, different natural therapy research, following people who like Paul had learned from, um, anything I could that would help me uh you know become a better version of me and to fight to help me on my path to regaining my health which was much harder than it had seemed at the start you know so um yeah that's that's kind of the journey of how i how how i studied and how i got to where i am
0: mate it's uh it's very it's it's, i mean apart from mine was skin and and a lot of gut and and i had that as well it's very very similar you know and uh and um, with with the rife and electric and like the energy medicines etc, I find like they work as long as long as you're doing everything else as well. Like if you're just throwing, it's like acupuncture. It's it's not a miracle. always uh, some people say, "Oh, Ryan, what do you think about turmeric?" Yeah, it's great in com- in conjunction with like a holistic lifestyle, eating e- eating right and being in the sun and having water. All these things. It's not it's not a magic bullet. It's the same with. Otherwise, it's just at best going to be something that works for a small period of time before your body goes back to how it was you know and it's that and so yeah. that's what i found like with those with the, all that all other stuff it's complementary to living the lifestyle but if you haven't got mm. the foundations right then you might as well just be pissing in the wind right um yeah yeah <laughs> and so like and that and that's why it was it was interesting that you said that so so when it so when it comes to yeah so when it came to so you got your you got level your level two check
2: no, I, I even with Czech, I didn't qualify. So what I did is I learned from I learned a lot of Paul's stuff. I got his courses, yeah. Uh, and what I did, I got a level I, le, I got a level four Czech practitioner, right? Uh, who was who's one of the best around, and I just paid him his hourly rate, and I just do sessions with him. Yeah, yeah. So partly to work on my own stuff, but then we go through the check materials and we go through the check procedures. So I've just always had a different way of learning. I just I don't even with the Czech stuff. It's funny, the check stuff's funny because uh, it is, in my opinion, the most complete modality out there. So, the thing is, you know, what do you think the most complete or the best modalities attract?
0: People like, that want to be always the best.
2: Attract, yeah, that want to be the best, that have an elitist mindset. So then, a lot of people get into, i found, like, not judging them, but a lot of people get into the Czech stuff because they go, this is the best, I want to be the best, I want to be seen as the best, and I want to see myself as the best. So when you have that kind of elitist mindset, when that elitist mindset is treating somebody, the check uh, materials have to go through. They're coloured by that filter. It, they can't not be. So it it kind of can take away from some of the, the the ability to properly treat a patient because I've seen it in some Czech practitioners. They over they're overly dogmatic about some of the check stuff too. They're a hundred percent positive this way and only this way will have a result. And as a result, they actually. Can harm the patient, you know. So I I just, I've seen a lot of different reasons why the qualification systems, just because you paid your money and you get your certificate, and my, the guy that I hired, he said that he just goes, just because somebody's a check practitioner doesn't mean that they're good. Mm. And, um, yeah, he, so I've always done that.
0: No, I was, was going to say uh, oh, yeah. he, he's. Uh, so he he's sort of said that as well. He's like tried to make things to the point where it's quite hard, so that people can't just do that, can't just pay and get and get a certificate. But like I completely understand. Yeah. I've never gone through it for that either. I've always felt like uh, it's weird because the people I talk to and like yourself, it's weird. Like we've known each other what twenty five minutes. So i have got to get a bit of chats on WhatsApp, but it's very really yeah. easy, right? Because it's all coming from the yeah. right place with a good heart and so all the Czech petitioners I've spoken to etc it's very most of them are good people um, but I'm like mm. yourself I've, I've learnt my most from spending time with mentors and people and doing as you said uh, I think you said in your video and I think or you had said in your book you know nothing you're going to relearn really is out there it's all in here it's all about the work you do and mm. I always say to people that you are a study of one at the end of the day it doesn't matter what happens to them if it doesn't work yeah. for you it doesn't doesn't matter right uh, and so, yeah, mm. I, I can comp- I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, even even with even with that, so interesting because, uh, yeah, it's like um, it's it's, it's it, the ego thing is quite interesting as well because some people, like I know of my clients, so I have a few people that um and a few other coaches that we work in conjunction. And if I am like, okay, this is one's, I'm, I'm a bit stuck with this one. I I, I ask just the other other ones, oh, what do you think about this? Just because another pair of eyes, which is beneficial you know it's a problem half uh, problem shared, problem half and i know some people wouldn't do that because it's like i should be able to figure mm. this out and it's like that's yeah. that doesn't yeah that I, I get where you're coming from because uh ego as we all know right is quite a uh, big thing and when you said in your video the other day it's like oh no i've been trashed by what the mainstream media who are funded by who who are paid by who it's like yeah. So, what, do you think I really care about that? So that's something I, I want to get into. But first, first of all, man, with this. So, what you, you said you studied with this, and around and around viruses. One of the things you said was mm-hmm. you tried to infect yourself. You tried yeah. to get a virus. Like, can you get, can you go into yeah. that? You go into that because with the, the journey I've yeah. been into viruses, just just to set people up was. Before this happened, about four or five weeks ago, I thought viruses and pathogens, microbes, etc., protozoa worked on a very similar basis. You know, they could overtake. Um, you could pass them from one person to another. In terms of, well, it's funny because I have what not watched. Dr. Wilma I understood that HIV you need quite a, it's like a blood transfusion, or it come. It should have like really set me off. But like I thought that they could be passed and take over an unhealthy body. You know, like a bacteria, for example last 4 or yep. 5 weeks gone very deep into this like like it seems that you have and now I look at I can see viruses completely different like exogenous made within the body to, like the fire engines that put out fires so just go into like how you you come across that yourself and what and what it was with infecting to trying to infect yourself
2: okay yeah so um <laughs> so you know when you're in that suppressed state that I was in for so many years um uh, one thing that you are prone to is recurring infections so i would have recurring colds there was one year i remember i had i counted i had 13 colds in a year so that's um you know every three weeks i'll stick with a cold i'd get the cold for a week i'd recover for two and a half or three weeks i'd get a cold for a week i'd recover and that went on for a year straight 13 colds so um you know i was i was getting a lot of these uh heavy illnesses and then i went through three or four heavy viral uh, infections as well. So when I got to the understanding that I have now, I see I saw them for what they were, which was that cleansing and detoxification of the body, as opposed to an attacking of the body. Um, however, at that stage, because I was still, you know, conditioned by the medical texts and things that I'd read and been studying and had learned from various classes, I still thought I was being attacked. But the funny thing is, is that anytime I was around somebody with a virus, I never got a virus. And then when I would get sick with viral infections, it would be when I was, I'd been, you know, when you're sick, you don't really socialize much. You know, you're not going out a lot. I don't know if you went through that, but I was stuck inside a a, a lot, you know, looking at the ceiling. So, um, and I'd get these in the times that I was the most still. So then I was like, well, I haven't been around anyone. How can, I, how can I not be getting viruses around people on the bus who were coughing the lung up and, you know, you know, just around people just in general? This was back before I even tried to experiment on myself. But even then, I was kind of thinking this is weird. So now when I look back, I, I think, well, those times that I was the most quiet, that makes sense that it's the body's time that it knows it can undergo a cleansing because it's not stressed. It's not out there trying to do stuff and get stuff done. It's relaxed and it says, okay, it's time to, you know, like a bear, it's time to hibernate, it's time to whatever. So then the body's intelligence says now is an okay time to cleanse because you're just going to have to go through it and stay low in, you know, lay low, let it all happen. So that makes sense now, but at the time, uh, you know, it didn't. But the fact that what I was doing, taking antivirals, um, you know, doing a lot of uh, olive leaf extract and anything else natural I could get my hands on, and it wasn't clearing things up. So this is the thing is that somebody who doesn't need to do something generally doesn't, but I was desperate. I had spent all of my money trying to recover through various therapies and whatever and and educational resources. I still wasn't getting any better. I was doing what I considered to be all the right things or what I was told was all the right things and I wasn't getting better. So I started to get really desperate and desperation seemed, it has that ability to push people into areas that otherwise they would have just dismissed. 100%. Oh, no, that doesn't sound right. So so I started looking into other things that contradicted the medical uh, research and advice I was being given and even the natural health advice that I was being given. And that's when I found, you know, the work of uh, Rudolf Steiner, who Paul Cech is also a fan of. Um, Steiner, um, because he was the contemporary of Louis Pasteur. And he was the one who was vilified. No one took his ideas on. Pasteur, on the other hand, got taken up with the germ theory. And that obviously sells a lot of the pharmaceutical models. And then at that stage, I was already dubious about all that stuff anyway. You know, the whole pharmaceutical model. So I was thinking, well, you know, I get laughed at a lot when people say, oh, that's not right. You know, when I'm telling them something that goes against their mainstream and or something, And well, maybe this goes on to something. So then I pursued that and I started looking at, well, obviously, translations of his work because I can't read French. But Uh, And then I just found a lot more. I started going more into people who had this idea. And then I found stuff that went back 200 years where medical texts at that time, like as in the, the mainstream medical texts of that time were saying that they had the terrain theory where only a weak and toxic and sick internal environment would welcome disease of some kind, would welcome infections. A healthy, strong and clean internal environment was not welcoming to infections. So, and that was the norm back then. It only switched around once, you know, the late 1800s came along. So then, you know, all of this started to make a lot of sense to me. And then, you know, just on an inner level, you can just kind of just, there's something clicks, you just go, there's something feels right about this. So then, a head full of knowledge though is kind of not not good enough for me, and because I was desperate at the time anyway, I didn't really have anything to lose. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna test this. I'm gonna go around some people who I know have viruses. I'm going to uh, put some mucus and spit and stuff in my mouth. I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, you know uh, expose myself to sexual fluids for people that had sexual STDs and stuff. And I, because I didn't care, I was like, well, I might even die, you know. i like, I can't even I can't have a girlfriend like in my condition can't have a girlfriend said what does it matter if i get an std or whatever so i just i was just in that desperation mode and i thought let's try it you know what's the worst that can happen i get sick well i'm already sick but i thought well maybe the other thing that i could do is learn something amazing so i thought let's do it and i could not infect myself with a virus despite being prone to viruses and bacterial colds and things at the time so that was a big that wasn't definitive though. You know, you'd know already that one guy doing an experiment on himself, that's not valid scientific research or anything, you know, but it did very heavily back up all of the research that I've been reading. Um, I wanted to compare it to anecdotal evidence of people that had worked in hospitals, you know, I'd have conversations with people that were, um, doctors or whatever. And they said, well, you know, we know that if our ward is uh, something can go around our ward real fast. And then they say, when we properly sterilize it and then, then it contains what looks like an outbreak and things. And I'm thinking, all right, sure, that makes sense. That seems like evidence to the contrary. So then, I, then I'd go, well, what other surrounding factors could there be? Did they all receive an injection recently? Um, what, you know, Is there some bacterial infection that's going around and it's not a viral infection and things like this? So you know, I, just, I was always looking for what's the layer beneath and what's the layer beneath that, what's the layer beneath that? So that I could understand because I just got really sick of seeing people making claims based on you know the way they're doing it with the coronavirus now. Somebody comes in, they die of diabetes or heart disease. Oh, that was coronavirus. put a chalk them up to a coronavirus death and you're like, come on, that, that's not. you know so when people are saying, oh I went into a room with five people with my kids and th- three of them had chickenpox and now three more have chickenpox or measles, so therefore it's contagious and I'm and I'm going, well, on the surface it might look like that but how about you ask a few other questions? What's the history of these people? They're all the same age? Does it have something to do with the developmental state of the age? Or did they all get a hep B vaccine in the last two months from at school? You know what else has gone on in these people's lives that are similar um, circumstances? And people just don't bother asking those questions. And that's something I've done since I was young, was develop that ability to Dig below the surface.
0: So I want to get into that because we've got some questions. We're going to go go into some good stuff here, my man. But like – because I want to talk about a few vaccines and why people get stuff, but that's 100%. I mean, some of the things you've seen, you know, I, I think I saw some studies um, or some facts in America, everyone that gets diagnosed, everyone that needs, every patient that needs an extra ventilator, the hospital gets $60,000. Everyone that gets diagnosed mm. with COVID, it's like $19,000 or something to them. So once again, it's all financially backed. And it's the thing people don't want to look at. And I say to them, what or well, people give me research? I'm like, who's that by? Someone sent me something the other day about vaccines. Is that what the telegraphed? With that doctor who's funded by who who's backed yeah. by who and i think one of yeah. your videos you said like people don't even know what science is like um which I yeah. want to get into and i said that in my video it's like it's the observation and the ex- experiment if i keep observing something yeah. people say oh vaccine injuries don't occur well i've spoken to, to thousands of people that that their child had the vaccine and they either died or got horrific like if you took if you eat a peanut and you get an allergy and you get an allergic reaction to it, it's the peanut. Happens to a vaccine, oh, it was just something else, you know? And so it's something yeah. that we're, we're getting to. And it's like, how scientific is that? Oh, it didn't happen. And there was a doctor in England, he's got like 270,000 followers, and he was saying stuff. And I was like, come on my show, please, let's have a, let's have a debate. Let's have a debate. And they wouldn't, mm. wouldn't even entertain it. Oh, it's misinformation. Cool. One, you look horrific. You look ill. Like, if anyone takes advice from <laughs> yeah. a few, it's like, you know? <laughs> and, and two, and I it's been horrible, but it's yeah. like sometimes that's my ego going, you, you, like, how can you tell people about health, my man? Like you don't – you look yeah. like death and, and you're just a shield. So I want to get into it because so, I had a couple of questions and one of the ones was like uh, – one yeah. of the ones was – because we want to get into the medical industry and we want to get into like other stuff around around this as well. But like as you said there, the pox, right? So people would send their kids, children to – play with other children to pick up the chicken pox. So that's a virus. So is it mm. one of the things I was looking into? It seems, I think it was, I don't know if it was Dr. Coffman was talking about it. I know. Who was it? I think it, it might've been Steiner. It might've been Steiner who said that they're naming viruses. Oh no, it might've been Terry Tillard actually said that they're actually calling things that are bacterial infections, viruses, and they're actually getting these things yeah. mixed up. And so when people say about yeah. chicken pox, a virus is it a virus or is it a bacteria which which can cause that so one, one of the questions I had from someone said Ryan can you ask them about you know I know things like chicken virus definitely spreads around kids it went through my my son's class really quick like what would you say to that
2: yeah so um you you're right there's you know see viruses aren't even even today viruses aren't completely understood so and this mistake's been made a lot of calling a bacterial um, detoxification A viral detoxification. It's happened in a lot of things. So, um, you know, there's, if, if it is a virus, let's say it is a virus. Viruses have a, um, cycle that they'll come out in. So, you know, polio has this, or it depends on the cell. So go back a step. So when a virus, if it is a virus, they're specific to cell tissue. So viruses that affect the lungs, you know, that's a, that's a lung clean out. It's not going to affect the liver. It's not going to affect the brain. You know, you have a virus that affects uh, the skin.
0: So people, I've got an absolute cracking interview for you today. Now, this is going to be episode 153 of the Revive Yourself podcast. And episode 152 hasn't come out yet. That's a cracking interview with Tom Stavely. We go deep into what's going on here as well. But the information that I recorded yesterday with Tom Barnett all about or surrounding what's going on right now in the world, is absolutely valuable information and i want to get it out to people because i know that people are living in fear and panic and a constant state of fight and flight which is completely unnecessary um so i want you to get this interview with tom out as quickly as possible to you so you can relax calm your mind understand what's going on at a deeper level understand viruses understand what you can do about the pending mandatory vaccinations uh, understand tom's journey you know tom's videos if you didn't know who didn't know tom i didn't know tom three weeks ago and i spoke to him yesterday he was like you know he's one of the sharpest uh, brains i've spoken to he's extremely intelligent he like myself had been through his own health journey he, he healed himself he was deep into the intellectual world of medicine and you know even from a young age he sort of understood that maybe everything's not as it seemed but he went down that because he knew that it was a way of him getting reward and um, from his parents etc and so this interview is absolutely fascinating we go into a lot of different um, areas around what's going on today I think it's extremely important this will be going out on the Revive Yourself podcast on iTunes and I'm going to be putting this on YouTube so as always you know just so we can keep floating this information and getting it out to people um... If you can, like www.reviveyourself.co, we've got our shop there, full of fantastic, um, everything you need in terms of high quality, high end supplements. Everything I recommend, I use personally. You know, um, also got our water filtration systems there. If you go to blueblocks.com, put in the code revive. You've got your blue blocking glasses there, fifteen percent off. Essential oil oils from essentialoilwizardry.com. My my main man Nick Berry. Uh, if, uh, if you put the code in revive, there you get ten percent off. All these things just help us float. These these interviews because you know yeah he just gets it one It gets information it allows me to put more time into it get more quality guests and it also allows us to get the reach out further because you want to get this information out as far, far as wide so if you're not familiar with Tom Barnett then he had two videos that went viral a few weeks ago first one talking about why you cannot catch a virus which got taken down from the mainstream you know rather than always as he said, in, in, the sec- he said you know, in the second video as well where he talked about you know when when things are the truth the mainstream don't want it out they get rid of it or they you know they violently attack the person which is really interesting so this interview is a powerful one um so get your pen and paper out get ready for it uh, i want to get it out as soon as possible as i said before so without further ado here's tom here's the interview enjoy and i'll see you on the other side Loves to just flow stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. One second. Right. I think we're all all good to go. Yeah. Perfect, my man. Welcome, welcome cool. to the uh, to the show, and thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: No right. I was just I was just saying beforehand. Like, uh, saw you saw your videos. Um, the first one, I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, that went that went viral. I sent it around to all my my friends. Then I started digging into it a little bit more, uh, looking into your background, et cetera. Found out uh you're saw somebody saw some mutual friends on um on uh on facebook and then yeah wanted to get you on went went through your website etc By global uh, global biodynamics uh through different things and yeah no really interested to, to, to have a chat about this um to chat about this tom because it's uh what's going on at the moment seems to have everyone scared um but also your your views on it, your background, how you got into it was really interesting. Um, because like myself, it seems that like you scratched your own itch getting into the na- natural health. Um. So so yeah, my man. It was. Um. I mean, when you put put the initial videos together, were you expecting such a big response? <laughs>
2: no, not at all. <laughs> I uh. No, it's you know I've told this story a few times. It's just any time I put something out before, you know, like you you told me earlier, you'd seen a couple of my YouTube videos. I think. If you'd seen them before uh, that first video went out, there's probably three views. On That's my average. If I ever post anything on Facebook, which I basically don't, but the times I have, you get like two likes, you know, nothing I ever put out ever goes anywhere. And uh, I'd spoken to two friends a couple of days before I put it out. And I said, you know what? A lot of our own friends in our own circle seem to be going a bit nuts with this thing. They're saying, oh, you can't come to my house. You know, I'm scared to, you know, we should be all doing all this, taking all the advice that was being dulled out by the media. And I thought, you know, I've really, I'm going to make a video. I'm just going to make a video and send it around to my friends because I'm one of those people that doesn't like saying the same thing twice. So I thought instead of people, you know, trying to say the same thing to individuals, I'll make a little video and put it out. And both friends said, no one's, no one's going to listen. Like no one's going to watch it. And I, just, I said, I know, I know that's, I know that no one's going to listen, but I said, I need to be able to look back and say that I did something to help prevent this hoax really digging in and getting out more of a, what it wants to get out of people. So that was the only motivation was really to, um, make sure that I knew that when this coronavirus hoax was going on, I did something to, even if nobody saw it, i put it out, you know, yeah. and that, that's the whole reason I put it out. And then the next day, because I didn't even, I don't even check my Facebook. So then I was getting calls from people saying, oh, your video's being sent to me from Sweden and, you know, America and Canada and stuff and I was like, oh, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it went around. It went around. I sent it to all my friends because I was like, right, so because I was getting that as well, a million messages, people asking me to explain this and I was like sending individual messages and I was like, well, in fact, listen to Tom. He explained it to you really nicely and it was quite a nice thing to be able to do. But, you know, looking back through your, your, your YouTube, I was surprised because – Having, when when you um, when you spoke, I thought, oh yeah, uh, well, it used to be like what you're still doing because having looked through, it seemed like you were trying to get into politics in Australia, trying to stop like the man- mandatory vaccinations there. Which, uh, if you listen to certain truth tellers, you know Australia's quite deep state in that way. Like it's quite, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pushing that mandatory vaccinations and they've even like stopped certain people talking in, in Australia. So it's really refreshing to, to hear yourself um, talk talk about that. I mean, and we and really want to get into your journey because you mentioned it in you mentioned it in like the first video uh, and in the second video as well about how you but you had medical training and you've spent time doing that and even trying to uh, infect yourself so it'd be interesting to do that but like so you but you also mentioned now you actually you've sort of step, stepped away from it Just what how come as you're doing the yeah. doing like uh, you're more so you're doing more with the camera right now rather than did you get disillusioned with with the political side
2: Oh, so the, the political side was only a three-week thing. So uh, that political party needed someone to run in our area for the House of Representatives. I don't know if you have House of Representatives in the UK, but it's. Uh, I think we have similar political systems. Anyway, it was a, a couple of friends said that their friends were in the political party and needed someone to run, somebody who was level-headed and w- weren't going to get, you know, put out a bad, like, crazy anti-vaxxer message or, uh, you know, get get riled up by people that were, you know, telling them that they're, <laughs> they're idiots or belligerent or whatever. So I said, yeah, I can handle that. And so though I got into it three weeks before the election, and then ended up getting a lot of support in a really short amount of time, which is really good. We knew we wouldn't get in. There's no way you can be a new party. That was the first time the party ever ran. It was their maiden like effort and I got in three weeks before an election. So there's no way we were going to win but that was really for uh, raising awareness. And if they want me to run again in another election, then I will. Um, one of my messages is that <laughs> politics isn't going to change it, but the, uh, the awareness is. So uh, I, I was actually contrary to what a politician would normally do. I wasn't really saying to people, you have to get out and vote for me because I was telling people also how the political system works, how it's a complete rot. Doesn't matter who gets in, it's already predetermined. You know, the votes don't really count that much. So I was trying to teach people about that, and then that kind of went over a lot of people's heads as well. But (laughs) it was also really, like I said, it was about awareness. So there was a lot of people starting to then question, you know, is this a good idea? What's being put on us? Should we start thinking whether it's a good idea to allow a so called authority to govern what we can do with our own bodies? And even people who are pro vaccine were saying, you know I think vaccines are good and we should get them but even I don't think it should be forced on people so um, but that was great I think overall it was a really positive outcome no. as far as the health side of things um, you know so I never really had a political career I, it's not that I've stepped out of it it's just that I did that three-week run if I'm needed to go again I will but it, it at the moment there's nothing really for me to uh, to do yeah sure.
0: Yeah, no, cool. It was like because uh, just looking at, it, I didn't know if that was what um, Global D- Dynamics was, or is that your company you still you still do now, or not? No, you, know, you, you stopped. But because you said you're writing, no. another, you said you another book, so I didn't know if you were still doing it or not.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, um, a lot of what I've done in my life, um, I think you'd picked up my book. Uh, one of the things that I said in it is that um, <laughs> there's one of the reasons that I got to understand the things that I did is that I never went and got a formal qualification because what I could see at an age before you get those qualifications was that there was a lot of people who said that they knew what they were doing, but clearly from the results that they were getting and the way they were living their lives, didn't really understand what they were talking about. So I could see from a young age that the qualification system was more about gaining the illusion of having competency in something, getting insurance, which protects you from your mistakes, and then, you know, just fill in your bank so that you can buy a house and do the whole, you know, you know, go on holidays, you know, put a pool in after a few years and then retire and not have to work. But that's kind of the model. And then selling yourself in certain ways is what gets you there. But I never wanted to go down that road. So I never had to um, back up anything. I had no financial motive to do anything. So my decisions, I didn't have to, you know, I guess, sell myself out for want of a better phrase. You know, you see a lot of people, they'll go out and they'll say, oh, you've got to do this diet and this and that. And then later down the track, they'll realize they were wrong. And so then they got a decision. Do I change tack and now market myself differently? Or do I pretend that I wasn't wrong so I can still sell the programs I was still selling and, you know, all that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of that going on from a young age. So um, when I got to a certain stage throughout practicing as a practitioner uh, and, you know, I set Global Biodynamics up as a nonprofit, I wanted to raise funds so that I could help people get more into organics and not have to... Uh, support the you know, agricultural business side of farming um, and just to help people improve their health. But I found out along the way that people, same as in the politics, it was the same thing. People want something to happen, but they want you to do it for them. You know, they just go, oh, can you please make all of these changes so that I can sit back and just and, and that's a really common mentality amongst people. And it was the same with the, uh, the nonprofit. People go, oh, that's a great idea. You go off and do that, and then that'll be great. I can live in that new paradigm. But they're not really willing to make those changes. And I've always taught people that a, a change in the world isn't going to come from leaders and politicians and you know, social media influences and whatever. It's got to come from each individual man and woman making these decisions for themselves and changing who they are inside. That's going to change what we see outside and that's only something people are willing to do really i found once they've experienced some kind of uh something that snaps them out of their current way of being
0: pain teacher yeah and so the, the, mm. i'm i'm with you i'm i'm half with you half not with you because one And I want to get into this as well. We've got lots to discuss. I'm actually excited. Um, (laughs) One of the reasons I am, so I'm with you completely. People need to take responsibility. I don't know if you know Warren Williams. He's a Czech level four practitioner. He teaches the Czech foundation. don't know if you've studied with him at all. But he asked me this. No. um, Yeah. Uh, he, He asked me a question like, I actually was on his podcast the other day and he asked me, Ryan, why do you think it's so important that people take ownership of their health? You know, I said, because it doesn't work any other way. You know they don't get results. You can't do it for them, and so I completely mm. understand. Like they and you say they've got to want to do it, but with the level of knowledge that you've got and your and this is not me explaining smoke because I think one of the things that got your videos to where it was is you're quite a funny bastard, yeah. So like you've got humour and 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 that can bring people in, right? So like be the inspiration for them. It's like then it's something for them to aim to, to rival them then following someone who's just there for insta likes when you're there saying the right stuff and living the right way that's also where right. it's like being the change you want to see so i get what you're saying but sometimes mm. people do need someone to look up to you know and i think that's quite a good thing sure. to put out in the world you know
2: oh absolutely 100% agree and that's why i i haven't stepped away from that health world completely i got i've got this thing with money we can get into that as well if you like but you know uh, there's i can tell that story if you want as we go, but the, uh, that's why I'm writing the book still, because I still feel that there's some, some value that I have in that regard that people can, um, that I haven't seen is currently on offer. That's why this second book is how to remove the gross toxicity within the body, specifically regarding to environmental toxins, such as vaccines and the stuff that we've, um, got from our parents. It's very deeply set and it can be quite difficult to get out unless you're very, very diligent with the diet and if it is heavy metal some chelation protocols as well but then also protecting your own rights and learning how to distinguish yourself from the legal fiction that you're born into and the you as a living being and, and that distinction is what can help people to stem that whole thing of well, you must get vaccinated uh, you must do this you must do that here's a fine for going outside and going to the beach I don't know if you've seen that they're doing that in Australia. They're finding people for going outside and going to the beach and things like that. Those are only offers. So it's it's just empowering people. And I think it's a really important book. Um, after that, I'll probably write another one. And yeah, I might actually keep making YouTube videos. Uh, I'll see, but um, I'm not like out of it, but I'm out of doing it as a practitioner because I do feel that I can help more people at once if I write books or make videos or whatever than just treat people. Um, it's funny what you said about Using the comedy though, because you know JPC is—he's mm-hmm. really popular on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, he's a Czech guy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, this is—it's so. uh, funny because I'm not—it's funny because all I'm not a Czech practitioner, but it, like it's like they all love my message. I love their message. It was weird because I went around and I only found out about Paul after. So I, I went through my own health crisis, like like it sounds. You didn't. I want to get into that. <laughs> and I went around and I studied in America. I went to see different people. when I went to India, Thailand, and all over the, all over Europe and. And it was only like once I got to a certain place, I had my mentor, I then found out about Paul and I was like, mm-hmm. ah, Paul had put it all together. And ever since it's like, mm. I've got, I've interviewed lots of checkies because it's all the same right? They're all like about not just nutrition, but mental, emotional work, you know, bio, biological, spiritual. And, and it's, and, uh, that that's one of I mean your chi- your chicken video cracked me up with the raw eggs and um and the uh, right. <laughs> raw chicken. Yeah. He's like, oh, it should be should yeah. be should be dead now. I'm actually feeling pretty good. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's that's what I said uh. because most people when we talk about raw chicken, they are be like, what the hell? But they haven't looked at um on on when, you, when I actually asked you who was you talking about in terms of your other mentor and you talked about uh Andre. I always found, I always struggle with his name. Andre's Wonderplant. Is that how you say it?
2: Yeah, 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 So I can't say it sometimes too. It's
0: der Vonderplanet. That's oh, so his name. Yeah, Ojanus. Yeah, and um, yeah, who he, yeah. he cured himself of cancer by eating raw food and stuff, which is which is mm. interesting. And actually, I read your book last night, um, and I thought it was really good. It was um, very similar to, to. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's all on, on the same sort of all in the same sort of message and this is the thing one of the things like getting people to think for themselves which can be quite hard because mm. they have been so brainwashed and when you say things about that because i want to get into that like around money because the thing is though my man like i find it giving people stuff for free is is great like it feels good but then they don't do it because they've got no investment exactly. in it so sometimes right. I think this is what Paul Check says as well. And I, it's just like, I give, I give things away for free and it's like, yeah, you don't do it. But when you charge a fee, they do do it because they've actually got some skin in the game. So it's yeah. hard, but what well, I'll get into around your, about money and around everything. But, um, I mean, is that, I mean, go, let's let's go back through. Like, so your, your, your background, like how you got into this, because you said like you, were in your video, you said you're very intellectually, like very smart, very high IQ, um so what was like your background how did you how did you get into it and what was it what was the journey
2: yeah okay well also i only put those that iq thing in the first video because it was like was it for job? my mates you know it wasn't really something that was supposed to go out to the whole oh. whole world and everyone just go oh that guy thinks he's a genius <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wouldn't have put that in if if it was gonna but this is the thing i actually spoke to um A friend the other day who I bumped into, hadn't seen him for ages and he goes, oh, you're famous now. And I said, I said, yeah, it's funny how I made that video. And he said, you know what, if you had have made that video intending it to go to a lot of people, it probably wouldn't have. He said, he thinks it only went around because I made it for friends and I made it in such a way that it just got attention. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, yeah, if I had have thought, sat down and thought I'll make a video that'll go out to the world, and I didn't put those jokes in about, you know, being smart and all these other things. It might not have got the reactions that it did. So funny, you know, no, no, pr- pretty no, no. true. It could, could no,
0: be. No, 100%. I think but, it's, um, a it's a big part <laughs> of it.
2: Yeah. But as far as how I got into things, yeah, I was raised uh, very intellectually. Um, one of the ways that, you know, once once you start learning Czech stuff, you you learn a lot about Learning the reasons you do things, your shadow personas, your emotions and all that kind of thing. So when I was a kid, I was raised intellectually. I obviously had a natural aptitude for academics. And that was early on how I learned that I could get approval. So by being able to spell better than other people and do maths quicker and and uh, you know, just just know the answers to things, that was um, that was how I got approval and from my parents, you know, and all kids want approval from their parents when they're young. You know, when you get older, you don't, you don't care. <laughs> but when you're young, you really care about that. So, um, you know, I did well academically through school. Um, I topped my class in year six. And then the girl that I was sitting next to, I thought she's going to like me now because I had a crush on her. She didn't seem to care. And I was like, well, screw this academic stuff. <laughs> doesn't do anything. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I went off the rails a bit in early high school, um, became very uh, uh, rebellious and everything. And then my parents wanted to shift me from that school back to the more expensive private school I was at, but they didn't have money. So we, uh, you know, I sat a scholarship test and ended up winning a full scholarship to go to the expensive school. So I saved my parents some money. But while I was in school, I had figured out that the school was using us as pawns really to market to future students more so than they were really trying to educate us. And I was really questioning a lot of what the teachers were telling us. Having said that, you know, the teachers at that school, I, I hundred percent. Have respect for because they were they genuinely cared you know they weren't like but at the same time i I knew what they were teaching us wasn't really it kind of had nothing to do with life if you know what I mean so then getting into college uh I was still I was heavily questioning things by them then I, I did a few years of that and quit and I wanted to start my own business and make money and whatever else I got into martial arts I was already training full time I was competing in triathlon martial arts. And then stupidly got into powerlifting at the same time, doing three sports and, <laughs> you know, just not a not a good balance. Uh, and it was, I'd got some injections before I went for a surf trip to Indonesia. And I got, I can't even remember what I got, but I, knew, I know I got extra hepatitis shots, um, whatever else they gave me at the time. So it wasn't long after that I started to get some weird kind of health complications. I'd already had health complications as a kid. And at this time, combined with the adrenal fatigue and the overtraining, Uh, And living completely out of balance in life. I got really sick in my early 20s So I thought well, I can handle this because I've done a lot of science I was I didn't go to medical school and I never said that in the video, but I did study medicine uh, throughout at university through um, Attending those classes and then also having my own medical textbooks. I would always go through I'd go to the labs and everything like that And I thought you know, I can figure this out. I can figure out what's going wrong even though the doctors couldn't, the specialists what, what, were paying five hundred dollars for. What was what was wrong, mate? Well, well, it was classed as just chronic fatigue syndrome, essentially. But you know, it's weird as a twenty-three-year-old, twenty-four-year-old. You're, you're very, you're getting a lot of colds and that kind of thing. You're, you're extremely lethargic. Can't walk. There was times I couldn't walk upstairs. You know. Whereas a year before, I'd do 100 sprints up and down stairs and still be fresh, you know. So it's kind of weird that someone at that age would be going through these, these things. And then you've got doctors telling you, oh, yeah, I've looked at your lab reports and you're fine. Just just pull your socks up and go home. And I'm like, dude, I could barely get here. How <laughs> am I fine? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this went and then even going and seeing natural health practitioners. But funnily enough, one of the first people that I saw moving out of the straight medical world was a German doctor who was, so he was a GP and a naturopath. He had natural health and traditional medicine qualifications. And he said to me, chronic fatigue is chronic toxicity. And by the time I got to him, I was 24. And I was, uh, that offended me a little because I was going, no, I'm I'm an athlete. I'm Mr. Healthy. I eat healthy foods. I'm not toxic, you know, (laughs) screw you. (laughs) So I didn't go back and see him. But then later I did go back and see him because I realized he was onto something. And then his treatments, which sounded like they'd make sense, they still didn't do much. I was getting intravenous uh, ozone therapy, intravenous vitamin C. I was going on the um, Rife and the vegan machines, you know, those uh, those um, biofeedback machines, machines that yeah. are supposed to balance you out and all that. Uh, various other weird German contraptions that apparently do a lot but didn't do anything for me. Uh, so, you know, after I'd gone through that and then gone through naturopaths, taking all these herbal medicines, doing all, you know, seeing Chinese medicine practitioners ayurvedic medicine practitioners following their dietary advice i'd heard of paul check by the time i was 25 ish 26 thought he was cool but seemed seems a bit egotistical and that at the time as well because he's a bit out there and but some of the stuff started seeping in and then in my 30s early 30s i went back to finding paul's stuff and really started to delve into it because i realized hey i'm probably creating a lot of this for myself you know i've, I've had in my mind a lot. I know what I'm doing, but clearly I don't, you know, this is now six, seven, eight years on. If I knew what I was doing, I'd be better. So Mm -hmm. clearly I don't. So that's why, you know, I had to dive into Paul's teachings and it taught me a lot about the balance and the reason that I was doing things. And he taught me more than anything about having a dream. So before I got sick, I had a dream. I was going to America. I was going to compete in the U.S. martial arts circuit. I was going to open a club, which I'd already been kind of pre-selected for to open a martial arts school. I knew what I was going to do financially. I knew what I was going. To, I knew what car I was going to have. I knew the type of girl I was going to marry. I knew the type of everything. You know, I had all these dreams all lined up. So, but then once you get sick, your dream just becomes getting better. I just want to get back to that. But as Paul would teach you, that's not a dream. You know, that's you know, when you've got that health, what are you going to do with it? It's like when somebody says. You know, I want to have a million dollars. And you say to them, well, what are you going to do with that million dollars or how are you going to get that? And if they don't know, they're not going to get it. It's like just a pipe dream, you know. So I learned that getting better wasn't a real dream. So the day that I decided to not focus on what I can't do anymore, you know, coming from being an athlete and things, you you can't do that. You feel like, what's my purpose? You know, I don't feel like myself. When I stopped focusing on what I couldn't do and I started focusing on what I could do, overnight my energy went up 20%. So I, then I started realizing, yeah, this internal thing, this psyche, this these emotions, these are playing a huge role in suppressing my energy, keeping my immune system down, things like this. So, um, you know, so that, I mean, I never stopped studying either. So I was constantly looking at different scientific research, different natural therapy research, following people who like Paul had learned from, um, anything I could that would help me uh you know become a better version of me and to fight to help me on my path to regaining my health which was much harder than it had seemed at the start you know Mm. so um yeah that's that's kind of the journey of how i how how i studied and how i got to where i am
0: mate it's uh it's very it's it's, i mean apart from mine was skin and and a lot of gut and, and i had that as well it's very very similar you know and uh Um, With with the rife and electric and like the energy medicines etc, I find like they work as long as long as you're doing everything else as well. Like if you're just throwing, it's like acupuncture. It's it's not a miracle. Uh, Always have people say, "Oh, Ryan, what do you think about turmeric? Yeah, it's great in in conjunction with like a holistic lifestyle, eating eating right and being in the sun and having water. All these things. It's not it's not a magic bullet. It's the same with Otherwise, it's just at best going to be something that works for a small period of time before your body goes back to how it was, you know. And it's that, and so yeah. f- that's what I found. Like with those, with the, all that all other stuff, it's complementary to living the lifestyle. But if you haven't got mm. the foundations right, then you might as well just be pissing in the wind, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, and that, and that's why it was. It was interesting that you said that. So, so when it, so when it comes to, yeah. So when it came to, so you got your, you got level, your level two check.
2: No, I, I, even with check, I didn't qualify. So what I did is I learned from, I learned a lot of Paul's stuff. I got his courses. Yeah. Uh, and what I did, I got a lev, I, le, I got a level four check practitioner, right. uh, who was, who's one of the best around and I just paid him his hourly rate and I just do sessions with him. Yeah, yeah. So partly to work on my own stuff, but then we go through the check materials and we go through the check procedures. So I've just always had a different way of learning. I just, I don't, even with the check stuff, it's funny, the check stuff's funny because uh, it is, in my opinion, the most complete modality out there. So, the thing is, you know, what do you think the most complete or the best modalities attract?
0: People like, that want to be always the best.
2: Attract, yeah, that want to be the best, that have an elitist mindset. So then, a lot of people get into, i found, like, not judging them, but a lot of people get into the check stuff because they go, this is the best, I want to be the best, I want to be seen as the best, and I want to see myself as the best. So when you have that kind of elitist mindset, when that elitist mindset is treating somebody, the check uh, materials have to go through, they're colored by that filter. It, they can't not be. So it, it kind of can take away from some of the, the the ability to properly treat a patient because I've seen it in some Czech practitioners, they over, they're overly dogmatic about some of the Czech stuff too. They're a hundred percent positive this way and only this way will have a result. And as a result, they actually, can harm the patient you know so I, I just i've seen a lot of different reasons why the qualification systems just cuz you paid your money and you get a certificate and my the guy that i hired he said that he just goes just cuz somebody's a check practitioner doesn't mean that they're good mm. and um yeah he so i've always done that
0: no, I was, was going to say Go uh, he, he's. Uh, so he he's sort of said that as well. He's like tried to make things to the point where it's quite hard, so that people can't just do that, can't just pay and get and get a certificate. But like I completely understand. Yeah. I've never gone through it for that either. I've always felt like I've, it's weird because the people I talk to and like yourself, it's weird. Like we've known each other what twenty five minutes. So we got to get a bit of chats on WhatsApp, but it's very yeah. easy, right? Because it's all coming from. The yeah. right place with a good heart, and so all the check petitioners I've spoken to, etc. It's very. Most of them are good people. Um But I'm like mm-hmm. yourself. I've I've learnt my most from spending time with mentors and people, and doing as you said. Uh, I Think you said in your video, and I think or you had said in your book. You know, nothing you're going to relearn is out there. It's all in here. It's all about the work you do. And mm-hmm. I always say to people that you are a study of one. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what happens to them. If it doesn't work yeah. for you, it doesn't doesn't matter, right? Uh, and so, yeah, I, I can com- I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, even even with even with that, so interesting because, uh, yeah, it's like um, it's, it's, it's it, the ego thing is quite interesting as well because some people, like I know with my clients, so I have a few people that um and a few other coaches that we work in conjunction. And if I am like, okay, this is one's, I'm, I'm a bit stuck with this one. I I, I ask just the other other ones, oh, what do you think about this? Just because another pair of eyes, which is beneficial you know it's a problem half a problem shared problem half and i know some people wouldn't do that because it's like i should be able to figure mm. this out and it's like that's yeah. that doesn't yeah that I, I get where you're coming from because uh ego as we all know right it's quite a uh big thing and when you said in your video the other day it's like oh no i've been trashed by what the mainstream media who are funded by who who are paid by who it's like yeah. So, what do you think? I really care about that. So that's something I, w- I want to get into. But first, first of all, man, with this. So what you, you said you studied with this, and around and around viruses. One of the things you said was you tried to infect yourself. You tried yeah. to get a virus. Like, can you get, can you go into yeah. that? You go into that because with the, the journey I've yeah. been into viruses, just just to set people up was. Before this happened, about four or five weeks ago, I thought viruses and pathogens, microbes, etc., protozoa worked on a very similar basis. You know, they could overtake. Um, you could pass them from one person to another. In terms of, well, it's funny because I have what haven't watched Dr. Wilma. I understood that HIV you need quite a it's like a blood transfusion or it comes. That it should have like really set me off. But like I thought that they could be passed and take over an unhealthy body. You know, like a bacteria, for example. Last four or yep. five weeks, gone very deep into this, like, like it seems that you have. And now I look at, I can see viruses completely different, like exogenous, made within the body, to, like the fire engines that put out fires. So just go into like how you, you come across that yourself and what and what it was with infecting, trying to try and infect yourself.
2: Okay. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so, you know, when you're in that suppressed state that I was in for so many years, uh, one thing that you are prone to is recurring infections. So I would have recurring colds. There was one year I remember I had, I counted, I had 13 colds in a year. So that's, um, you know, every three weeks I'll stick with a cold. I'd get the cold for a week. I'd recover for two and a half or three weeks. I'd get a cold for a week. I'd recover. And that went on for a year, straight 13 colds. So, um, you know, I was, I was getting a lot of these uh, heavy illnesses. And then I went through three or four heavy viral Uh, infections as well so when i got to the understanding that i have now i see i saw them for what they were which was that cleansing and detoxification of the body as opposed to an attacking of the body Um, however at that stage because i was still you know conditioned by the medical texts and things that i'd read and been studying and had learned from various classes i still thought i was being attacked But the funny thing is, is that anytime I was around somebody with a virus, I never got a virus. And then when I would get sick with viral infections, it would be when I was, I'd been, you know, when you're sick, you don't really socialize much. You know, you're not going out a lot. I don't know if you went through that, but I was stuck inside a a, a lot, you know, looking at the ceiling. So, um, and I'd get these in the times that I was the most still so then I was like, well, I haven't been around anyone. How can, I, how can I not be getting viruses around people on the bus who were coughing the lung up and, you know, you know, just around people just in general. This was back before I even tried to experiment on myself. But even then I was kind of thinking this is weird. So now when I look back, I, I think, well, those times that I was the most quiet, that makes sense that it's the body's time that it knows it can undergo a cleansing because it's not stressed, it's not out there trying to do stuff and get stuff done. It's relaxed and it says, okay, it's time to, you know, like a bear, it's time to hibernate, it's time to whatever. So then the body's intelligence says now is an okay time to cleanse because you're just going to have to go through it and stay low in, you know, lay low, let it all happen. So that makes sense now, but at the time, uh, you know, it didn't. But the fact that what I was doing, taking antivirals, um, you know, doing a lot of uh, olive leaf extract and anything else natural I could get my hands on and it wasn't clearing things up. So this is the thing is that somebody who doesn't need to do something generally doesn't, but I was desperate. I had spent all of my money trying to recover through various therapies and whatever and and educational resources. I still wasn't getting any better. I was doing what I considered to be all the right things or what I was told was all the right things and I wasn't getting better. So I started to get really desperate and desperation seemed, it has that ability to push people into areas that otherwise they would have just dismissed. hundred oh, no, percent. That does sound right. So, so I started looking into other things that contradicted the medical uh, research and advice I was being given and even the natural health advice that I was being given. And that's when I found, you know, the work of uh, Rudolf Steiner, who Paul Cech is also a fan of um, Steiner, um, because he was the contemporary of Louis Pasteur and he was the one who was vilified. No one took his ideas on. Pasteur, on the other hand, got taken up with the germ theory, and that obviously sells a lot of the pharmaceutical models. And then at that stage, I was already dubious about all that stuff anyway, you know, the whole pharmaceutical model. So I was thinking, well, you know, I get laughed at a lot when people say, oh, that's not right, you know, when I'm telling them something that goes against their mainstream and something, something, well, maybe this goes on to something. So then I pursued that and I started looking at, well, obviously translations of his workers can't read French, but – uh, and then I just found a lot more. I started going more into people who had this idea. And then I found stuff that went back 200 years where medical texts at that time, like as in the, the mainstream medical texts of that time were saying that they had the terrain theory where only a weak and toxic and sick internal environment would welcome disease of some kind, would welcome infections. A healthy, strong and clean internal environment was not welcoming to infections. So, and that was the norm back then. It only switched around once, you know, the late 1800s came along. So then, you know, all of this started to make a lot of sense to me. And then, you know, just on an inner level, you can just kind of just, there's something clicks. You just go, there's something feels right about this. So then, a head full of knowledge though is kind of not not good enough for me, and because I was desperate at the time anyway, I didn't really have anything to lose. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna test this. I'm gonna go around some people who I know have viruses. I'm going to uh, put some mucus and spit and stuff in my mouth. I'm gonna um, I'm going to uh, you know uh, expose myself to sexual fluids for people that had sexual STDs and stuff. And I, because I didn't care, I was like, well, I might even die, you know. I'm like, I can't even I can't have a girlfriend like in my condition, kind of a girlfriend said, what does it matter if I get an STD or whatever? So I just, I was just in that desperation mode. And I thought, let's try it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? I get sick. Well, I'm already sick, but I thought, well, maybe the other thing that I could do is learn something amazing. So I thought, let's do it. And I could not infect myself with a virus despite being prone to viruses and b- bacterial colds and things at the time. So that was a big, that wasn't definitive though. You know, you'd know already that one guy doing an experiment on himself, that's not valid scientific research or anything, you know, but it did very heavily back up all of the research that I've been reading. Um, I wanted to compare it to anecdotal evidence of people that had worked in hospitals, you know, I'd have conversations with people that were, um, doctors or whatever. And they said, well, you know, we know that if our ward is uh, something can go around our ward real fast and then they say when we properly sterilize it and then, then it contains what looks like an outbreak and things and I'm thinking all right sure that makes sense that seems like evidence to the contrary so then I then I go well what other surrounding factors could there be did they all receive an injection recently um, what you know is there some bacterial infection that's going around and it's not a viral infection and things like this so You know, I just, I was always looking for what's the layer beneath and what's the layer beneath that, what's the layer beneath that so that I could understand because I just got really sick of seeing people making claims based on, you know, the way they're doing it with the coronavirus now. Somebody comes in, they die of diabetes or heart disease. Oh, that was coronavirus. Put a chalk them up to a coronavirus death. And you're like, come on, that's not, you know, so when people are saying, oh, I went into a room with five people with my kids and three of them had chicken pox and now three more have chicken pox. Or measles, so therefore it's contagious. And I'm and I'm going well. On the surface, it might look like that, but how about you ask a few other questions? What's the history of these people? They're all the same age. Does it have something to do with the developmental state of the age, or did they all get a Hep B vaccine in the last two months from at school? You know what else has gone on in these people's lives that are similar um, circumstances? And people just don't bother asking those questions. And that's something I've done since I was young was develop that ability to Dig below the
0: surface. So I want to get into that because I've got some questions. We're going, go, we're going to go into some good stuff here, my man, But like, because I want to talk about a few vaccines and why people get stuff. But that's 100%. I mean, some of the things you've seen, you know, I, I think I saw some studies um, or some facts in America, everyone that gets diagnosed, everyone that needs, every patient that needs an extra ventilator, the hospital gets $60,000 everyone that gets diagnosed mm. with covid it's like nineteen thousand dollars or something to them so once again it's all financially backed and it's the thing people don't want to look at and i say to them what Or well, people give me research i'm like who's that by someone sent me something the other day about vaccines is that what the telegraphed with that doctor who's funded by who who's backed yeah. by who and i think one of yeah. your videos you said like people don't even know what science is like um which i yeah. want to get into and i said that in my video it's like it's the observation and the ex- experiment. If I keep observing something, yeah. people say, oh, vaccine injuries don't occur. Well, I've spoken to, to thousands of people that, that their child had the vaccine and either died or got horrific. Like, if you eat a peanut and you get an allergy and you get an allergic reaction to it, it's the peanut. Happens to a vaccine, oh, it was just something else, you know? And so it's something yeah. that we're we getting to. it's like, how scientific is that? Oh, it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. there was a doctor in England, he's got like 270,000 followers, and he was saying stuff, and I was like, Come on my show. Please, let's have, a, let's have a debate. Let's have a debate. And they wouldn't, mm. wouldn't even entertain it. Oh, it's misinformation. Cool. One, you look horrific. You look ill. Like, if anyone takes advice or a few, it's like, you know. And, and two, and I know it's been horrible, but it's yeah. like sometimes that's my ego going, you, you, like, how can you tell people about health, my man? Like, you, don't, you look yeah. like death. And, and you're just a shield. So I want to get into it. So because I had a couple of questions, and one of the ones was like, uh, one yeah. of the ones was because we want to get into the medical industry, and we want to get into like other stuff around around this as well. But like as you said, there, the chickenpox, right? So people would send their kids, children, to play with other children to pick up the chickenpox. So that's a virus. So is it mm. one of the things I was looking into? It seems I think it was. I don't know if it was Dr. Coffman was talking about it. I know who was it. I think it it might have been steiner it might be steiner who said that they're naming viruses well no it might be terry tillard actually said that they're actually calling things that are bacterial infections viruses and they're actually getting these things yeah. mixed up and so when people say about yeah. chickenpox a virus, is it a virus or is it a bacteria which, which can cause that? So one, one of the questions I had from someone said, Ryan, can you ask them about, you know, I know things like chickenpox virus definitely spreads around kids. It went through my, my son's class really quick. Like what would you say to that?
2: Yeah, so um, you, you're right. There's you know, See, viruses aren't even, even today, viruses aren't completely understood. So, and this mistake's been made a lot of calling a bacterial um, detoxification, a viral detoxification. It's happened in a lot of things. So, um, you know, there's, if, if it is a virus, let's say it is a virus, viruses have a, um, cycle that they'll come out in. So, you know, polio has this, or it it depends on the cell. So go back a step. So when a virus, if it is a virus, they're specific to cell tissue. So viruses that affect the lungs, you know, that's a, that's a lung clean out. It's not going to affect the liver. It's not going to affect the brain. You know, you have a virus that affects uh, the skin or something that's not going to affect the lungs or the, you know, the kidneys. So they're they're tissue specific. So uh, like like some parasites
0: can be, like some parasites can be.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, so what happens is that they can come on a cleansing cycle. So the spinal cord might cleanse every seven years. You know, the liver might cleanse every two years, something like that. And the way that it'll cleanse is firstly by, well, it's supposed to cleanse because you're looking after your body. But if that doesn't work, you'll get a bacterial infection. If the bacteria can't do its job, the body will create a virus. That's what Kaufman's work shows and all the other guys I mentioned before shows that they are exosomes. They're something that's created within the cell as a solvent to clean out this gunk that's in the cell, moves it out, and then the virus goes dormant. So the, the dormant theory is that whole thing is that they're, they're, they come out and they're alive and then they're sleeping. But that's not really, you know, it can only be, the difference between a virus and say a bacteria is that it doesn't have a, nu- a virus doesn't have a nucleus, doesn't have a digestive or a circulatory or a respiratory system. So it's not classed as living, whereas the, um, you know, a bacteria clearly eats and excretes. So it has at least a rudimentary digestive system. Mm-hmm. So then it's classed as alive, right? And you can test that too. You can kill, you know, you can kill bacteria, you know that even with natural stuff. So the, the way measles and chickenpox and things work is that you've got to start looking at what's going on. So that question was with regards to uh, chickenpox. Po- oh, yeah, chicken so chickenpox generally is a clean out of the skin and the lymphatic system. So then you say, well, why the skin and the lymphatic system? What do they have to do with the body? Well, the lymphatic system is the body's waste disposal Kind of network. And the skin is the largest organ, so what can't be processed and pushed out through the kidneys, uh, the liver, and excreted through urine and feces, it's sweated out through the skin, or it's you know it's it's pushed out. It's you get pustules or whatever. So that's what chickenpox is. It's a detoxification of the skin and lymphatic system, which shows that the only reason you have to push something out through the lymph and the skin is because you've got some gunk in the body, and that's the way it gets out. So. It also has something to do, a lot of research shows it has something to do with uh, a a, um, problem with some of the nerve endings, but that's kind of going too deep into the the thing. So, again, it's just asking questions. So, why then is the body needing to excrete through the skin and detox the lymphatic system? So, then it's got to have toxins. So, how did the toxins get in there? Well, what age is the person? Why do people around a certain age always get it? Um, What is their medical history? There's a lot of... uh, cases shown where chickenpox came after getting a hep B vaccine and a smallpox vax. So that's those are mandatory not mandatory, but almost every parent gives their kids those vaccines. So at what age were they given that and how long after did they get their chickenpox? Um, when you look at, you know, when something's natural like measles, you know you know, measles and chickenpox are kind of similar, people confuse them. So measles, for example, has always come through in cycles, but I don't know how many centuries ago that that goes back to. So you got to also ask the question, is it more of a modern thing? I think not because uh, measles is known to have a developmental process. So after a kid gets natural measles within a month, they go through a developmental spurt. It's almost like nature's thing of like, let's clean out this uh, stage we're at with the hormones running through the body. We go through measles, we detoxify and clean out, and now we go through a spurt, whether it's a growth spurt, a spurt in uh, intellectual ability, a spurt in um, whatever, just processes of the body. So uh, people have said when they took on the disease model, they said, "Well, we'll eradicate it. We'll isolate measles and call it a virus, which has not actually ever been proven. It's never really been isolated as this virus, we're told. And so they they say we'll, we'll eradicate it by, you know, they started talking about this, I think, in the 60s. So by like the late 60s, we'll eradicate it. Didn't happen. We'll eradicate it by the 70s. Didn't happen. 80s. Didn't happen. 90s. By 2004, measles will be eradicated worldwide. Didn't happen. So if you are calling it a virus and you have these vaccines, why then are all of the outbreaks that happen in vaccinated populations? You know, you've, you've got to start asking these questions. They're not, I, I guess, you know, uh, one of the things that I wanted to, I didn't want to do with people in those first videos is get too bogged down in the idea of the nitty-gritty of a virus Because the bigger picture is that nature is not out to kill us Any of us, it's not it's not it doesn't have a kill mechanism. It's got it's very benevolent It allows you to do whatever you want because benevolence, you know, Paul Cech says that Unconditional love can only say yes if you if you say no to something you set a condition so that means if you want to take up take really good care of yourself uh, unconditional love or nature, it's benevolent. and it says, yeah, let's do that. If you want to say, I want to inject myself with, uh, with drugs and, you know, cut myself and do bad things to myself, then unconditional love just says, yeah, let's do that. Have that experience. It doesn't judge. So nature doesn't have that kill mechanism. And when you, when you allow yourself to start trusting in the greater intelligence that runs through all things, uh, pathogens aren't even in your psyche. there there is nothing about you that thinks about viruses, bacteria, fungal infections and things like that, because you just have this inherent trust and faith that you look after yourself and and it'll, you'll get taken care of in, in kind. You know, these things are only there as teachers and they're only there to actually serve you. The only way you can die of a flu viral, um, activity i don't like the word infection because the way i see it is that is it a clean out or a detoxification so the only way you can die of that is if your body is too weak to handle the detoxification process the virus does not attack cell tissue so if you had like a flesh-eating virus you know like this killer virus
0: <laughs> it, flesh-eating it virus <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so that that you could be scared of, you go well. Shit, I don't want that. I don't want something eating my, you know, eating eating me out and coming out like an alien. Well, like a you know, s- then staff say, it, like well, a
0: stuff infection. That's bacterial, though, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it when when the reason that people who understand their body don't fear a virus is because even if they do get a virus, it's a very short process. They might lie in bed for three days and then that's it. <laughs> you know, they feel better afterwards. It's only people, the only people that need to fear it are the people who are very toxic. So then you got to start looking mm. into the psychology and the psychology starts making you say, well, why would you fear it? So they're not really scared of the virus. They're scared of the fact they know they've treated their body like a dump site for the last 30, 40, 50 years. And now they've got to pay the price because eventually, like I said in my first video, and, you know, nature doesn't care what you believe. You can believe that vaccines are safe and effective you can believe that you can eat cookies for breakfast and dinner and you don't have to look for fresh organic food that's all you know that's all bull dust and you can believe whatever you want but at the end of the day your your thoughts and actions lead to consequences and if you're not ready to deal with those then that's when people say no it's not my fault it's yours it's you people who don't vaccinate your kids that's why i'm getting sick and it's you people that it's you 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 it's not me that's just what people do so, um, I think
0: I might have gone off topic. But. <laughs> no, 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 100%. I think it's, it's like, like, you touched on a few things there, and, it, and it's completely right. Like, everything you're saying that people want to blame someone for their real health because they don't want to take responsibility. Like, the biggest allergy in the world is to personal responsibility, especially when it comes to health, you know. I want to keep on living yeah. this way and take a drug, and it heals, heals me. But as you mentioned there, it's really interesting what you talked about. So, it's funny how, you know. It, it, it's fun, like all these back to well, people it, they've been like outbreak or outbreaks or, or viral I- uh, issues in, in the world for different times you no know, spanish flu which didn't actually come from spanish spain or lots of spanish people and people need yeah. to look into that and etc but like it's funny how a lot of these things now that as you said are oh, they're going to eradicate measles like they said about cancer or like they said about and then all of a sudden Lyme's gone out through the roof and those people got like candida infections as you talked about you know it's just a fungus but is it these things have always been there why is it these things are so exaggerated now oh i know why it's because people are living outside of mother nature you know they're not sleeping enough they're not drinking clean water they're eating loads of rubbish food and exercising intelligently they're like buying into this myth that you can do whatever you want and it's like the pain teacher will come and then nature will say well you know we we'll get back in line with mother nature's rules or we'll put you back in the ground and and that's yeah. and that's basically what it's. so the interesting thing you i've tried to explain this to people as well and as you said is it, it's either." Like it's funny cause If the child at that age that everyone gets the measles or gets chickenpox is clean, their body won't have to go through that, right? So they won't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but but, 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 I was going to say, just just, just to clear this up. And so the reason that other people may get it as well, as you said, like that, it's the body speaking to each other like women's bodies do when it comes to the mental cycle, the strongest woman in the room or the person they live with their menstrual cycle will connect and because their body's talking so if one child has it they'll be like oh maybe it's time for our body to do this as well
2: yeah that's 100 yeah that's what i didn't get to i should have when i went off on a tangent i was going to mention that that's exactly yeah that our, our bodies always talk to each other there the cells constantly resonate with the cells of other beings around not just other beings but they talk to the environment so our body knows when even if you're Even if you didn't have the, uh, sense of, uh, temperature, like, you know, some people can't feel, you can smack them and they can't feel it, (laughs) but their body still knows when it's summer or winter because the cells know what's happening in the environment. And if we weren't so out of touch with nature, we would consciously know that, um, most people for that, for most people, that's an unconscious thing. So, um, yeah, we it's an environmental stimulus that's what viruses respond to a lot is environmental stimulus that's why there is a flu season i think that's the amount of flus are out of proportion because of the amount of people that get flu shots and of course if you're injecting yourself with a flu you're likely going to get a flu right so that's one of the um 85 percent of people I think
0: I think it's eighty five percent of people that, yep. yeah, and so like and also it's around vitamin D deficiency season, I like to call it not the flu season because people yep. are also deficient in vitamin D, and also they're not doing all the things that people tend to do in the summer, which is be outside more, you know be more active, like get more sunshine, yep. and also at Christmas time and around January, what's happening? Everyone's eating rubbish food and drinking lots, and then they're wondering why yeah. they to go their body goes through the intoxication yeah. process, and it's like, oh yeah, and you know the best thing about this, Tom, people will listen to this and say. God, these two are actually talking it makes a lot of sense it's like oh what it does it makes more sense than this This like virus just wants to kill us all right it's like it's maybe mm. the things that we're doing i always say to people you know you don't see a rattlesnake in the wild with pcos you know or an alligator with with like gut yeah. issues these are all things we've got because yeah. we're living outside of mother nature's laws does that make sense
2: yeah yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah funnily enough though you might find an alligator with gut issues if it's eaten tin cans that have been discarded <laughs> into a river yeah.
0: or one that's uh being taken care of at a zoo probably and they're feeding it things it shouldn't yeah, yeah. be eaten, yeah but like um yeah i completely yeah. understand so the other question i had um because because we're going to vaccines we're going to other stuff and then we're going to the coronavirus mm-hmm. as well because i mean this is all around the it's in the yep. topic but like one of the questions i got on my man paul he said I'd love to know Tom's response with regards to vaccines and diseases such as smallpox and diphtheria. Since vaccines come out for them, they have all been wiped out from existence. Whenever I discuss vaccines with people, they always seem to throw these back at me. And without a deeper understanding, I find it difficult to answer their questions.
2: Mm. Yeah, so they're not eradicated because uh, (laughs) there's, for example, polio goes by various names, for example. So it's like like you could say... um, you know, uh, we, we used to have, I don't know, pizzas, and then you've still got a pizza, but you don't call it pizza anymore. You call it like, I don't know, another name, like wheatzer or something. So then you could <laughs> say, well, pizzas don't exist anymore because you just changed the name. So um, none, nothing has ever been eradicated from a vaccine. Um, you know, just, I mean, just to use polio again, for an example, that was eradicated when the vaccine was brought out well after polio had gone dwindled to almost non-existent numbers. The same thing uh, diphtheria has a lot more to do with the quality of, uh, you know, like contaminated water. So the less people have been exposed to basically raw sewage that they were drinking or, or being around, you know, um, these sorts of conditions, uh, go away. Um, smallpox was one of the earliest hoaxes. That was one of Jenner's creations where he thought he could scratch, uh, something from a, the pus from a cow into a mm. into a you know a, the body of people never proved anything, but they still ran with that story. Not only that, they actually killed three kids injecting him with sm- with the smallpox. I think it was three. Uh, he definitely killed kids. Don't quote me on the number. Mm. Um, but yeah, with with that vaccine. Um, so yeah, to, to answer that question, that these things aren't gone. And when they were there in the first place, you have to ask why they were there. You know, what were the situations surrounding what was happening? Were these people injected with smallpox and diphtheria, or were they living in uh, destitute conditions? That can bring on disease for sure because you are probably now malnourished and you are likely exposing yourself to all kinds of viral, uh, not viral, uh, bacterial uh, conditions. And this is, as we discussed earlier, there can be a real confusion about what is bacterial and what is viral. There's also a. Uh, You have to think of the name now. I think it's pleomorphism. That's when you can have organisms change their state based on what they need to do to get into a cell and survive. And that's when something can um, change its state. So the whole point being is that people have completely taken the context out of what these things were in the first place and completely taken the data and just made their own story out of it. So if you... I think one of the best ways that you can really find these answers for yourself is to start learning that art of actually asking questions and going. And I mean, even the actual stats of polio show the polio vaccine was bought out after,
1: um, uh,
2: after it declined. And that's the CDC's own statistics. That's not people doing deeper research. So it's just important not to just listen to what you hear from a, a, you know, scientific paper or something that you hear on the internet and really look at what's behind it. Um, Surrounding circumstances. Why is it area specific? You know, some of these some of these uh, diseases only affected people in certain areas of the world So then you start having to ask why was it specific to those areas in certain pockets? You know, what was common amongst those pockets? Was it the living conditions? Was it that that's where medicines were given to? Um, You know, why didn't it affect other people in third world countries who are also poor? You know, why was it confined to certain areas? So when you ask those questions, it starts to be able to lead you down different paths and to to realize. Well, you know, is it infectious? Did vaccines really? Uh, you know, I mean, I'll I'll say it. It took me a long time again with vaccines because I I grew up thinking that that's the reason that we don't have certain diseases around. And but you would though, right? Because
0: that's what that's what that's what's tough. you would. Yeah, I, I used to thought that. I thought you could go to exactly. doctors, have a pill, and do whatever. Sorry, man. To to ruin. go go ahead. Yeah.
2: No, that's right. So, but basically what I mean is that I'm only saying this because for some people it's hard to wrap your head around something new. For example, you find out yesterday viruses are made from within a cell, you don't catch them. So then you just go, well, that's a complete paradigm shift in my mind. That's not something that most people can just go, oh yeah, well now I think that and I'm sweet. You have to undo a lot of conditioning. And for me, it took me, it took me a long time. Vaccines, for example, took me 10 years. I I I was thinking, going back over a lot of, you know, data and trying to look for, um, you know, anecdotal evidence of people that have been saved by them. And I got to the stage halfway through the journey where I thought, well, some of these are definitely harmful, but some are still necessary. You know, I was still, I was halfway through, but it took me 10 years really to get to the stage where I really got to the conclusion of finding out how vaccines are made. Um, you know, correlating it with how viruses can get into the bloodstream and, it took me 10 years, really, to get to the stage where I found out that no vaccine is safe and no vaccine is, fec- is effective or has ever been effective. But that's not something that I just read something. One guy said, oh, no, smallpox wasn't the what. And then I was go, oh, OK, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it took me 10 years. Yeah. So for somebody to just listen to a podcast and then think that they're going to get all the answers, it's just it's really not going to happen. And that's why it's it's important to just get people to start teach people how to learn as opposed to just going, the answer is this and the answer is that, because then all they're doing is taking in another form of somebody telling them, and they're not asking their own questions.
0: It's um, it's uh, quite a few things I want to mention here because it's one, it's quite hard at the moment to, to get people to I mean people, first of all, don't know where to look. And if they do look with algorithms of Google, uh, it's just going to show them the search, the search that Google wants to show, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I say use, like, yeah. instead of using Google Chrome, I use Brave. And instead of using Google, I use Quant or Ecosa. I um, don't I want to do searching mm-hmm. on, on the internet. Um, but 100% what you're yeah. saying there, it's like, for me and you to have that, like, because of the journey we went on, where we were very ill, went to the medical model, and nothing he did worked like for me 5 years almost destroyed me same same with you and then you start looking into different things and you see it working it's like for me it's very funny because my people that come to see me and they've been going to the same doctors for 10 years and nothing's worked but they keep going back there because they've been brainwashed and thinking mm-hmm. doctors are rock stars come to me i have to get results yeah. and it's the reason i do get results is because we're doing things in mother nature right it's just getting out of the body's way yeah but because we've been down that road of okay we've been we, we've learned that what we got told was as you said earlier but dust or bullshit basically so when something like that comes into my mind oh viruses aren't um, they they aren't like bacteria and pathogens. They they are made exogenously, um, end, endogenously. So for me, it's like okay, that makes sense because, or like, oh, I, I can at least think okay, let me look into this because I'm always in that world of like, okay, first of all, um, it doesn't bother me if I, I have to change my views on something because that that's 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 yeah. learning. right? that's life. And secondly, because mm. I've been so used to being taught so much nonsense throughout the years, they've lied about so much. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Or like, strange thing, and that's where people need to get to. It's not people. Oh, the government wouldn't do that. It's like, have you ever read a history book? Or like, <laughs> or like, you know, it's like that's what cracks me up. Oh, they wouldn't do that, really? <laughs> okay, they've been manipulating. Someone put put things out that they'd done just between nineteen forty and nineteen sixty, let alone two thousand and twenty. And it was like I could, it couldn't even it on one page. And so, when you talk about that, and then because people, and so I say about vaccines, I say to people, if you believe in vaccines so much, and this is the thing talk about malnutrition and this is what dr wilma was talking about what wilner was talking about and he said like comes from malnutrition and why is it that area well because of where they live etc so if you believe in vaccines so much go and get all vaxxed up go and get them all get get two of each one yeah then go and live in africa okay and like drink their water okay and live how they live and see what those vaccines do for you See if you don't catch, or see yeah. if your body doesn't develop the, the illnesses, they develop because it's nothing to do with the vaccine. It's yeah. to do the same as everything like you see on the graphs: sanitation, hygiene, clean water, you know, good food, clean, and like living a healthy lifestyle, which creating a, a strong internal environment and a healthy body. That's the, the key. Mm. Uh, and so, what you were saying, and then, and then you've got like so. It was the same with HIV, right? People were saying, "Oh, that was gonna kill everyone on the planet." What happened to that? Mm. Just disappeared, right? It stopped because, and it, and it was the same thing. So it's interesting. And it's, it's, I think you said a video about raw milk as well. think it, raw milk in Australia, well, some uh, child died of it a month after drinking it, and they said, "Oh, it's raw milk's fault." Mm. And why? Because yeah. the companies want to. They, they've got a whole. They've got a whole system, lined up to start making money from things that they wouldn't have been able to before, you know. And then start regulating things, mm. and then start putting. And, it, and it's people need to understand. Almost look behind things, otherwise, they're never gonna. They just take things at face value, and then if you start yeah. looking into it, um, like, oh, you get this tag of conspiracy theory, and it's like, like, how how many of these things have to, like, it's like through this coronavirus thing, how many things have to come up that just prove that it's all a load of nonsense for you to actually believe it?
2: Yeah,
0: and it's like, yeah, it's hard, right? Do you, you mean the resistance? Yeah, because people, I think it was, um, I think it's like they said in the matrix was uh, a really good quote. Like you have to remember most people are so inured. They're so hopelessly dependent on the system that they'll fight to protect it. And that's something that we, you come up yeah. against. Uh, and so like, uh, I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, you know, it's, um, I've seen about like the whole, I mean, Bill Gates trying to say, we get out of this without we get a vaccine. Um, it's, uh, yeah. it's inter- I mean, you mentioned polio as well, right? Dr. Klenner, which just proves about polio that dr Klenner in the 1940s cured 60 out of 60 cases of polio with vitamin c and that was a poor form of vitamin c yeah. back then and so it just proves about yeah. instead of like it's, it's, it's nothing to like that was nothing like um, injecting the virus into people <laughs> that was just giving the body something that can can help it help the immune system help it clean itself um and so yeah it's yep. just um interesting so with, with the coronavirus would you what would you what is your if you have to if you have to give a take on it at the moment? What we went because this is the thing it's been linked with. Um, what did you say in your video? You didn't call it oh, Atlanta Falcons. We're calling Five G Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so from now on, instead of saying Five G, because we get, get it taken off, we're going to say Atlanta Falcons. So if what it's like that is because first of all, for people like you went through how viruses can actually how they get made in the body. Like what thing what things can it cause the body to produce a virus.
2: Yeah. Well, any, anything that creates an unhealthy cell will create a virus. So you can look at, uh, you know, exposure to non-natural frequencies, any kind of electromagnetic radiation can do that. Um, the way that the body is creating its own toxicity through the foods and water you're taking in, everybody's taking in heavy metals through the air, the food supply and water and, um, you know, various other methods like medications. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of different ways you can damage yourself. So, <clears throat> thoughts as well. Living in fear can produce a virus. You don't need to, that's not too much of a stretch of the imagination because you know that if you feel relaxed and happy, you feel, your body feels open. If you feel pensive and tight, you know, you start, your body does this. You have a physiological closing up. Um, so, fear and stress do that and fear and stress can, negatively affect the ability of the body to uh, move oxygen around for example that can create problems in the cells the cells become sick and they need to produce a virus so your thoughts alone can produce viral and bacterial um, mm-hmm. detoxification actions in the body so um, you know when people say the government wouldn't do things like that you know <laughs> they obviously haven't opened their mind to o- open their eyes and the reason the matrix quote is great the bottom line is, is that people like you and I have got to that stage, whether we came to it from our own volition or we were forced into it from an illness or whatever else or other life event that we we now take responsibility for our own lives. We don't need a government. Whereas other people, like you said, are so hopelessly dependent on it that it cannot, no matter what evidence you put in front of them, it could play out on a movie screen and they're still not going to pay attention because, they don't want to know that they have to look after themselves. They love the idea of somebody else looking after them. And so it's kind of that, that religion phenomenon where they have this unwavering faith in something they can't explain and without it, they're, they're hopeless, you know? So a lot of people, despite being given evidence, that's why I never try to convince anybody unless they're asking me a real question. So unless they're asking, I don't say anything. There's no point. It's a waste of energy. So, um, to, to just get back to answering your question, you, you, can, you can harm the health of a cell by too many ways you can count, especially in today's society. Even just the pollution in these major cities, New York, Wuhan, uh, whatever they sprayed in the environment recently, that's, that can affect the lungs. You know, that's, that, that's, a, causative, that's a causative factor as well.
0: So it's like, because this is, a, I just actually got something through my, my my friend, my first mentor actually, Ruben sent me something saying, uh, Switzerland, the principality of uh, Liechtenstein is piloting a program to fit, to fit citizens with biometric bracelets in a radical new drive to track the emergence of potential cases of COVID-19 in real time. It's coming. Yeah, right. And it's, uh, <laughs> and, and it's just, but so for, for you,
2: what? <laughs> What
0: you? Because of because of these, what's, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, right. It's um, by bi identical bracelets. Oh my god! By, sorry, by yeah. bracelets. Do
2: you know what's? You know what's funny about that? We'll get to your next question in a second. Do you know the f- comedian Bill Burr, American yeah. guy? Yeah. yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorites. He he's, just he has this bit where he says it's about the Duracell battery ad, and he says that the mum's like, "Kevin, oh my god, where's Kevin?" She can't find her kid, and then she presses this thing. And then all of a sudden, Kevin comes out of the forest and they just go, Duracell batteries. And he's like, don't tell me how the batteries, what's this thing that, like, yeah. how did you know how to come out of the forest? Yeah. And then he's saying his bit is he says, that's how they're going to get you. And they say, well, it's just a bracelet. Oh, but you could lose the bracelet. Oh, well, then we'll just sort of glue it on, but it could fall off. We'll just sort of drill it into you. Mm. You know, and that's this is it. It's, it's funny because this is what people have been saying for a long time. They'll start with an external device when that's not good enough because some other outbreak happens or some other terrorist event happens, now it's will microchip you and Gates and those people have made it no secret that that's their intention for a long time is they want people to be microchipped. So it's kind of funny because it's a comedy thing but at the same time, that's not funny that people are going to get <laughs> yeah, well, no. you know, As you
0: mentioned, it's the best place for them to hide, right? It's in plain sight. So when he's coming out and he's on all these news, yeah. uh, but his, his Instagram, actually, I've, I have I've went on it, uh, my God, like, the amount of people that are actually awake to this. Ken Wilber talks about, mm-hmm. do you know who Ken Wilber is? Um, He talks about- Yeah, I know the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he talks about the, the planet needs to be at 7% consciousness to fix the things to fully change, and we're at about 5%, yeah. maybe growing. And it's amazing, like, yeah, right. there's not one- positive comment on bill gates's thing and i was like that's huge like because 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 <laughs> yeah it used to be it would never have been like that and uh but it's um people are understanding it and so so for, for you right now because this is the thing people say well how comes it spread around so quickly and and how comes Well, someone said to me oh but the 24 doctors died in italy i was like well first of all show me the bodies did they die like what the same yeah. the, the same media yeah. that have told me that this, this this the same boy died in three different countries and in one country he was a girl. or like you know going, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like why some people that I've been dealing with who have been like quite holistic or like have been on this track this is like the fear they've gone into their reptilian mammalian um like brain, and it's they're like, mm. oh you, why do you it's like you believe them about this, but you don't believe them about it It's like they sunk their own boats to get into world wars. And they didn't tell like people that Japanese are coming in Pearl Harbor, and, and how many other things do you want me to go into? Like they lied about DDT, Agent Orange, you know, um, Vox, They lied about um, Roundup, and how many? Like I could go on. The list is endless. But you believe them about this? Yeah, it's mm. like. And so, what would you, yeah. what do you think? It, I mean, because it could be a bacteria. I said to someone the other day, it could be a, it could be a smart dust. I I, I was like, something's happening. Mm. Okay, um, but and also like, oh, two meters, keep two meters away. Well, at one point nine meters, it just stops, is it? Like, is that is that the, the, the so? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. To, what what do you? I mean, and obviously the rollout of Atlanta Falcons, um, etc. Um, yeah. so do you think it's a combination of all these things? And why is it that some areas have got it? Yeah. It's like funny that Beijing hasn't got it, and Shanghai hasn't got it. So why is it some areas mm. have got it and some areas haven't?
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean that's that's just a great question for anyone else to ask. Uh, <laughs> there's. Um, yeah, why is it area-specific? You know, somebody else asked me, uh, just as an analogy, they said, well, you know, my kids got chicken pox and my wife got chicken pox. And then I just said, well, so what? Does it just single out women and children now? Like, why didn't you get chicken pox if it's so contagious, you know? So people just don't ask these simple questions. What's what's related to all of these pockets? Why are they happening in pockets, but they're not spreading beyond these pockets? So, um, you know, a lot of people... Don't really think that the whole chemtrail thing is real i think it's one of those things that got painted as a conspiracy so that it hides what they're really doing but there, there's definitely all these metal particulates being sprayed Smart nasa's was oh, is it nasa I
0: was yeah say. i
2: think nasa's own website discloses that they spray aluminium barium and other things but they say it's for reason a b and c that's supposed to be a good reason but that's the smoke screen it's like they are disclosing that they are spraying this into the air so that getting into the lungs and the respiratory system is always going to cause problems, and then, you know, they, that there's nanotechnology going into a lot of things. And, and, then, well.
0: and then, you, then you turn on the 5G, and the, and and for some people that are yeah. already toxic and already immunosuppressed, these things, yeah. it's like, oh, we got a virus, or have we, or is it the things they've been spraying on you because you're unhealthy? I said, to, it's just what another you say like, correlation doesn't make causation, and and it's antidotal, but how is it all the people I know that live the way we live and the health coaches or don't this, how come none of them are real? Funny mm. that, is it, it's just like, Oh, is it just luck? Yeah. Just another fluke, you know? It's yeah. like, and so, <laughs> yeah. so, would, so I, I was wondering that you think it could be some of the things they've been spreading into the air as well.
2: Yeah. I think it's got a lot to do with all of it. I also highly question, like you've said, the actual numbers. I'm sure there are some people getting sick. I would be highly surprised if those people hadn't received a flu vaccine recently, or something similar it's how you get some of these uh reagents into the body um you know areas being sprayed a lot of people have said how new york has had very dubious kind of clouds like you know very misty uh environments you know things being sprayed around um the whole weather modification um technology all of this this is a thing as as us in the realm that we occupy in the world i think we can only have a Theorize and postulate. It's only the elite that are running the show. They know what's going on, and then every level below them, you get less and less information, and you can only really guess at what they're doing. So, just going on the basic biology, it, the cell, mm-hmm. if if it is real and the deaths are real, which as we've seen, why are they making up deaths? Why are they showing the same hospital in different countries? Why are they showing the same kid in different countries that now changes sex? You know, like these things should just be, hang on, what's going on here? Are these deaths real? Why is there independent media going into these supposedly overflying hospitals and finding them empty? And why is there a two meter rule where you are and there's a one and a half meter rule where we are? Is it like, our our virus is more virulent or something. <laughs> that extra half a meter is going to kill you.
0: <laughs> and and Sweden are not doing it, which proves like everyone wrong. Yeah. Uh, and also, I was looking at um, yeah. Dr. Stephanie Seniff, who's like um, she's she's I've had her on the podcast before. She's fantastic. She was linking glyphosate to this as well. Um, so yeah. uh, they've been and they've all been like Italy has all well, been heavily sprayed with glyphosate in the other countries as well. Um, and so yeah. like. I, as I would say, I think it's a, co- a toxic soup um, yeah. that's affected people and anything, and it's this is the other thing, like what's happened in terms of the the laws that they've been able to put in place while this has happened, taking away a lot of the freedoms of people mm-hmm. and that's something I want to get into with you yeah. as well because you were talking about making a video and I actually signed up to, is um, it Empowered Solutions?
2: Yeah, Solutions Empowerment. Yeah. Solutions
0: Empowerment, I want to talk about that. So in terms of, yeah what you're talking about in, in terms of how to not to, to be able to get out of a vaccine and how laws permit to um persons and not men and women. Because as you said, if they give you yeah. a fine though, like you, you mean, if you don't pay it, they'll come to your front door and they'll put you under arrest. So how would you, how would you get out of that? I mean, like, cause this is things it's,
2: okay
0: it's interesting because I do not know if you want to go into this. Is it okay to go into this?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Well, they would, that wouldn't happen anyway. No, no one comes to your house to arrest you for not paying a fine. I don't know if they do it where you are, but it's not, doesn't happen here. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, go back to the very start, right? So let's say you're out at, so there's a case here recently. There was three, I think there was three or four guys that were out surfing at Byron. They came into the beach and a police officer was waiting for them and gave them all a fine for being, more closer than one and a half meters away from each other in the water. So already you and I are going to find that funny. Like how are they going to be affecting pe- each other in the water while they're surfing? You know. <laughs> but anyway, so the police officer's given him a fine. All they had to do, all they had to do was ask for evidence, and they wouldn't have got a fine because what a police officer has to do is to get you to incriminate yourself. They, if you haven't caused harm or loss, which means you haven't punch somebody out a nightclub or run someone over with your car. You haven't, you know, got a hammer and just gone, I'm angry at you and tried to hit you in the head. That's assault. That's causing harm. That breaches the actual laws that exist. And you can get arrested for that, put in jail, whatever. That's kind of that's how the law works. What they're relying on are acts and statutes, statutory law, which aren't law, that's their statutes. It's a different thing. So what a police officer has to do, even if they show you a radar gun, oh sir, you were doing sixty miles an hour and this is a forty-five mile an hour zone, and you'll just go, oh, I hardly doubt that's true. Is there anything else I can help you with? Because that's not evidence. The evidence comes from you. The evidence is you going, oh damn it, oh damn it, oh I was, or oh what, you know, just essentially agreeing to what they're saying. But, but that's they, the they, You're they, the second witness.
0: But if they have it on the gun, wouldn't that be? That's a- still not evidence. So, so yeah. for example, the other I got something through the other day um, regarding. Well, no, I think it was the same thing, same thing that maybe doing that thirty five and the thirty, and I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry, like this by yeah. an accident, and they asked who the driver of the car was. Should I have just left that blank?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, you just you you admitted to it because you said sorry and you um. You kind of admitted to it and then you also said you were driving. Driving is a statutory term. Right. So in any, com- in any commonwealth country, we have the right to free travel. So if you are using a automobile on the King's highways and byways, then you have the right to free travel. You don't need a license to travel. You are- no commonwealth official, police officer, anyone has the right to impede your travel. That's an offense they can be fined or lose their job for impeding your travel. So it's just in a lot of these things like the using statutory terms puts you under statutory rule and then you're committing yourself to the commercial agreement that is that fine. So these guys on the beach, for example, the officer was saying you guys were one and a half meters within a, um, you were getting a fine. All they would have had to say was, oh, really? That's interesting. Officers, do you have some evidence for that? And he would have said, oh, yeah, you guys, well, "No, no, no, no. I asked, do you have some evidence for that or are we free to go? You need to know some three times police officers are trained to not answer questions the same way you shouldn't answer questions. And so he would have, they would have said again, look, you guys were blah, blah, I need to need, need to see some ID. And all they would have had to go, oh, let's not worry about that. I asked, you made a claim. Do you have some evidence or are we free to go? Once you've noticed them three times, they'll have to let, they'll, they'll let you go. They know they'll get in a lot of trouble. If you start saying the right things back and they start pushing it, you can, you can then claim false arrest, false detainment, assault, um uh being impeded in your day-to-day life those are all federal offences in Australia they are I don't want to comment for people listening in other countries UK is almost identical to Australia say for some kind of things but we're still a Commonwealth country so oh, it's basically okay. the same
0: yeah.
2: for okay. you guys yeah, yeah so um
0: so same as so, yeah
2: th- that's all it is.
0: I uh, go go go. Yeah. Well. So, so I was going to say. So it's similar with. Uh, so I was. I'll probably ask you this off 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 air, but I'll talk about that. Um, but same with vaccination. You were going to talk about how you can say because they're going to try and yep. make these things mandatory. Um, and so what yep. what 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 happens there?
2: So again, that's because everything is okay. Australia is different to other places because Australia is a colony. It was conquered. When a nation is conquered, there is no law. There is only an agreement between two people. So we come completely under commerce. Commerce is, for example, if you and I went to a courtroom in Australia and you and I have an agreement about something, no judge in the land can come between an agreement between two people, as long as we have a private agreement. So everything in our country comes under commercial law or commerce. And under commerce, there is only a creditor and a debtor. Those are the only two roles. So what happens is anytime that they're trying to say, we're going to impose this, this, um, these new laws, these new codes, these new acts, it's an offer. And you have to treat it as an offer. If I offer you something and you just decline, that's kind of, you can decline, you can give non-consent, but if you stay silent, you assent. An assent means an unconscious decision to agree. So if I say to you that I'm going to do something, in a legal sense, if you have nothing to say about it, and I've noticed you three times about it, then as far as the court's concerned, I win. Or as far as like the law is concerned, I win. So what you need to do is to voice your non-consent to what they are offering, that it's only an offer to um, put in mandatory vaccines or to, to withhold Um, basic rights like you can't have your welfare or you can't have a driver's license or you can't have this or that Unless you do what we say. It's only an offer So the way that you need to handle an offer is the best way is to conditionally accept So you've got the most honorable thing you can do is to fully accept Uh, You're still well within an honorable agreement to conditionally accept. So the way it would work is this you've just offered me a mandatory vaccine or you're going to take my right to travel away. You can't take the right to travel away anyway, but that's a different story. But all I would have to say is that's great, Ryan. I, I conditionally accept that offer just on this condition. One, you'll sign this affidavit that I'm going to give you. And this affidavit says that you have binding proof that vaccines are necessary, that if I don't get it, I'm going to cause harm to somebody else that they're safe and effective and that you're just gonna sign this liability waiver saying that you have had no prior knowledge that vaccines can cause injury. And in the event of any adverse reactions, including the disease, getting the disease that I'm vaccinated for, or any injury or death that may occur, you accept a $10 million per head liability waiver under your indemnity insurer. Because anyone working in the public capacity, which is police, government, hospital staff, anyone, they all work in the public capacity, which means they have to carry public liability insurance and that's their Achilles heel so you can ask that on a police officer you can just say you know they're pushing you and pushing you say hey you got some ID there please you know you're saying you're an officer at the moment you've given me no proof and it might show you his badge and you say you got a business card there and they'll say what do you want that for you say well it's my understanding you work in a public capacity you know you work for a corporation as such you're required to carry a business card it's part of your uniform do you not have one you're out of uniform that's a federal offense I might have to report you for that and if they hand you one, you say, just write your indemnity insurer number on the back for me. And then they'll you know, say, so why do you want that? I said, well, you've actually committed a few federal offenses today. I'm going to need to report you to your superior and your indemnity insurer. We'll see if you still got a job next week. So that's like the, they can't do anything against their code of conduct, which they all have. If they do that, they, are, they have full commercial liability for any injury or potential injury that they can cause. So no government... Uh, When a government is sworn in, a government is sworn to protect its people. That means it can't take away rights and privileges, uh, benefits and privileges, and it can't take away rights. So what the government did was it created persons. So people are living men and women. Persons are a dead entity. You only need to look in a legal dictionary, dictionary to look up the definition of a person. At no point will it say anything to do with a living being, a man or a woman it's a trustee an entity a corporation a driver rate payer taxpayer resident citizen all statutory terms they they are entities they are non-living so what they what they do is they claim authority over the dead but no corporation can have the dead cannot have corporate have a uh, authority over the living so the whole process is getting to understand the difference between you as the living being, and the, the dead entities that are made in your name, such as your name. If somebody says to you, uh, you know, uh, you're Tom Barnett, are you? And I'll say, well, you've got some evidence for that. If I say no, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm going into or I'm answering questions. I never answer a question. So I say, oh, you got some evidence for that? It says here. I said, have you got some evidence? Have you got some evidence? Then I am not a man. Are you trying to say that I'm a dead entity? You know, you're asking the questions. They can't answer those questions. So you can never be the second witness. If you do, you incriminate yourself, you'll accept the fine or whatever. You can still, this is this is like way too much to cover in a short podcast, but even if you get a fine, you can still discharge that in a number of ways. It's only an offer to contract. You can write in your notices of conditional acceptance. Within 72 hours, you can hand it back to the corporation that gave it to you. Um, you can use an acceptance for value method, which is discharging the liability to pay a debt without using your own money. Um, use a promissory note. There's so many ways you can handle these things too many too many to kind of educate people on in a short thing You have to learn a lot of these processes But it's just the thing is about the system is that you probably had the same thing you, you start finding out about everything and you're like ah You just get this anger. It's like this this uh, <laughs> Become an anarchist or whatever, but it's the system is actually set up in our favor your birth certificate certificate for example You know, a lot of people find out that that's a straw man account and it's just all this corporate stuff and they go, well, I want to cut myself off from all of that and get out of it completely. That's not a good idea because if you learn what it is and how to use it, the birth certificate is just a vessel and it's a vessel that connects the private or the living world to the dead or the corporate world. So that birth certificate can now allow you to to, uh, discharge debts because it can access the money that's made in your name in the treasury. So without that, without the birth certificate, you don't have access to the credits in your name, which isn't your own money. This is credits made out in the the corporate fiction world. So everything in this system actually has a benefit. It's just that we're not taught it. You know, it's there, but we're not taught then the system isn't going to come out and say, hey, by the way, this birth certificate, you can do this with it. Or if you're ever given a fine, it's only an offer. You can just do this. You can just, you know, respect, you can just conditionally accept or non-consent or not ask questions, not answer questions. They don't tell you that. It's like we're given our bodies, but we're not taught how to use them. That's how so many people get sick. They don't understand we're not taught how to have, body it's funny so because there's a lot of parallels to health
0: 100 percent i gonna get i'll get we'll get into this maybe and do another another show next. It it's very interesting but it's, it's interesting that lawyers then wouldn't tell you how to do that but they're all part of the same system i suppose No,
2: a lawyer can't because a lawyer see this is the other thing with qualifications right when i was treating people i could say or do whatever i wanted i didn't have a regulating body that could take away a license so i also didn't have insurance and i didn't have um here we have uh some modalities you can get private health rebates. So if somebody's a member of a private health uh, insurance. They can get a rebate where they'll get half or more of their consult with you back. It's, you know, people make more money if they have private health rebates and things. But I was always private. So it's just, you pay my hourly rate right and you, you just pay it with your own money. But I never had anybody that could strip my license and would silence me from saying things or giving people certain treatments. And by the same token, that's the problem with a lawyer. A lawyer, once they get their qualification, they sign, they swear allegiance to the Bar Society and the Law Society. So if they say or do anything that goes against that, they'll get disbarred. So they're hamstrung. They can't help people out to the degree that they could use the law because they can only use it to a certain degree. Like a medical professional can't say, oh yeah, you don't want to get a vaccine. <laughs> That's a silly idea. They can't say that. They'll get their license stripped, mm. but somebody who's a unlicensed practitioner, can say that because I can't get stripped of anything. So it's the same with the law. Yeah. If you know it if you know how the private works, you can do you like the guy that teaches me, the guy that runs that website, he can go into the top lawyers, into meetings with the top lawyers from the tax office, the banks, anyone and wipe the floor with them. And no lawyer or barrister in the land can do that. Only somebody that operates in the private capacity can do that because they're not hamstrung by their allegiances to the you know the upper echelons of the Right, the companies that run it all
0: and right, we're going to have a little uh it's, it's interesting that as well it's like the 1939 cancer act people don't know about it i talk about it on here so people do it's like a, by law they have to They can only legally prescribe chemotherapy radiation or surgery so of course they're going to do that mm. um and it's easy yeah. with the vaccine with the travel thing as well so if you do that then they can't stop you from traveling because you haven't got a vaccine so you'll be like so that you'll be able to so these are ways that we can get through this if they say oh you, you haven't got your vaccine you you're scanned but you're, but if you go through these p- pathways and these routes, you'll be still be able to travel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um. first of all, the reason that I, I don't give out and I wouldn't give out too much, and even the video that I've got to make in the next few days, hopefully I'll get around to making that, I'm not going to give too many, this is the step one, step two, step three, because I always give the analogy of, um, you know, being around a dog or, or a woman, for example. Like, ask any woman if some weak guy learns the world's best pickup lines, like the right things to say, and he goes up and he starts talking to the woman, but inside, he's just this weak guy. She's not going to be interested at all, no matter what he says, but the right guy who comes up and is confident and just genuinely loves women, and he's not there to just get something from her. He's just there to share an experience. She'll be interested in him no matter what he says. He could say the dumbest thing in the world and she's still interested. So the thing with the law is that, especially when dealing with a police officer, they smell fear a mile away. You can't just expect that learning a few lines is going to get you out of, you know, having five cops around you at an airport with security and you're going to stand your ground because most people are going to crumble. So it's important not to get a false sense of security with things and to really, you have to get to know who you are before you can, Standard ground in this way. However, having said that, the law does work in your favor. So, as long as you get your ducks in a row and you get things right, you will be protected by the law. So, when you talk about the Cancer Act, for example, everything that is coming out now, the Biosecurities Act, the This Act, the That Act, all acts apply to persons. You read through any act you can find, it's any person's traveling here will do this, any Mm -hmm. person's trying to cross the border, any person's that don't receive a vaccination. But are you or are I a person? You know, only you can incriminate yourself by agreeing to be a person.
0: What's evidence. If you're that? a
2: man or a woman. Exactly. So, what, like, what, 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 where, where is your name in one of these acts? I know it applies to everybody. Am I everybody? You know, <laughs> where's your evidence that that this applies to me? Are you saying that I'm not a man? Are you saying that I'm not a woman? Is that what you're claiming? Have you got some evidence for that? They they can't come back against that. Any act can only apply to a person, which is a dead entity. It does not apply to a living being, a man or a woman. So um, with the travel, though, and again, I can't talk for anyone in a country other than Commonwealth countries. You open your passport on the – I'm going to show that in the video. I'll get my passport out. And it says any Commonwealth official must aid the carrier of the passport. This is not probably the exact words. But the carrier of the passport must be given right of travel and you must – you must help – basically, you must serve them by helping them to travel. You cannot impede the, the travel of somebody who is a passport holder. It says it right there in the passport. So um, the pro- it, just the, little things like this.
0: The problem will be people will go to that and this is the thing. You're, even if you use that, the people that work at the airports don't know any of this and so they just end up arresting you anyway.
2: <laughs> no, they, they, they won't. So um, what, what will happen is that it always will go to a superior – there's always somebody up the chain nice. that understands the significance of a public liability claim. So what you would say to somebody is just like, oh, okay, listen, um, do you have authority here? Do you have authority over me to arrest me at this point in time? And they they might claim they do, and you say, well, can I see some evidence then? You know, because if you don't have any evidence, you know, you can like let's say they've got a gun. You just say, well, look, under duress and threats of menace, I don't want any trouble here. I can see that. You know, by the way, is that thing loaded? And you know, well, that's assault, you know, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be putting in a complaint and I'm going to make sure that you don't have a job and, you know, whatever else you want to say. Don't be nasty and don't be aggressive, but at the same time, don't be firm. Be polite always, but be firm. So you would just use that. You would just say, look, you might want to just radio to somebody higher up than you because I have a duty of care to inform you that if you aren't going by the letter of the law and you're assuming authority and taking my rights away and you don't actually have that ability... I'll be going after the full indemnity liability claim against you which is going to be millions of dollars and either you're going to get fired by your company or you're going to be liable yourself because any agent for a corporation is liable jointly and severally. And I don't want any harm to come to you because of this. So you probably should radio one of your superiors and get them down here because at the moment that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you've noticed them and all of those people, they have these recording things on all the time. So you don't even have to record that on your own phone that's recorded for you you only would have to contact fair trading and ask for the you know this date at this time this recording this officer name so there's it like i say it's all set up in your favor you just have to know how to use it Uh, prior to that though what you would do is you need to put in notices of non-consent or conditional acceptance to the relevant bodies whether it is your prime minister President, whatever it is to applies to your country, your uh, immunization registry, your local medical authority and uh, local members of, of health departments. You put in your notices, they don't respond, you get an estoppel agreement which says that they have agreed that they don't have authority over you and that they cannot make you get a vaccine. So you can have the paperwork that backs that up. The other thing that you might want to do before any of these things get put in place, these measures, is to reserve your rights. Now the way you reserve your rights or why would you want to reserve your rights in the first place? Well, who wouldn't want to reserve their rights, you know? All of these things that we're given in the system, these are called benefits and privileges. They apply to dead people by dead entities. They apply in the public realm. In the private realm you have rights. You actually have dominion and that is far superior to a benefit and privilege. A right is a right to travel. You don't need benefits and privileges, you have rights. So the way you can reserve your rights is to, if you've got a driver's license or a passport, you can go in and get a replacement one, say you lost it, get it reissued, and on your application, you, in the box that they give you to put your signature, you write by, B-Y, and then down the bottom you write all rights reserved, and then you do your signature over the top and make sure it touches the all rights reserved. What that means is that you are signing by accommodation of the entity, and that you are reserving the rights of the entity so therefore you have an all rights reserved driver's license or an all rights reserved passport which means that any statutory codes or rules that is in part of their conditions doesn't apply to you because those are only codes and statutes which are down here and you've reserved your rights which usurp all of those so that's something you can do as a short-term measure as well
0: awesome my man i said serve- wicked i think we've covered a lot for people there uh, in an hour and a half and um yeah i mean yeah. yeah i think we've covered a lot which i think is is good for is good for right now we've gone into into yeah vaccinations going into coronavirus um yeah how we can get out of it different laws etc i'm just looking to see if i've missed anything on my thing though so i think that was um awesome my man thank you very much because i know you probably got you can go and get get ready for relaxing time. We've been taking up a lot of your a lot of your evening, so yeah. thank you very much, Tom. Anything else That's you'd right. like, to, like to
2: add? Um, no, no. I mean, well, first of all, with the law stuff, just uh, it's important to get to know these things and get to know yourself as you're getting to know them. Because as I said, it's it's as much who you are, and knowing who you are is going to give you the success as much as the words that you'll learn how to speak. And more than anything, you know, if any of your listeners are, you know, you said you had health practitioners that you know, and they're even getting affected by the fear. It's just to, I think I said this on another podcast, it's just, if you understand that there is, there are finite kind of forces within the universe, there's a the yin and the yang. And even if you can see all of dark, it doesn't mean that the other side of the world is in all night. You know, where you are, it's daytime where I'm, if I could say the world is totally dark, but you look outside and say, no, the world is totally light. And there is no dark without light no light without dark so for people that are only seeing these this darkness that they're they're fearful at least have some faith even if you can't see it that there are also just by nature these forces of good working away behind the scenes you might not know about it you might not be able to see it but it doesn't mean that it's not there so i think if people can just get at least a little element of faith that things are always going to work out all right as long as they keep a level head it's really only the individual that can bring its own demise. If you're stressed or fearful, you only need to look in the mirror. You know, guys like you and me, you can kind of see in your faces, are we stressed or fearful? So then if other people aren't, if it's not a universal thing, why it's is that not a choice for you to be stressed or fearful? So for anybody feeling that, I think it's a good opportunity to start, you know, uh, just getting a little faith within yourself that things can be all right and start acting that way because it's only people that are doing these things in the world it's not like lasers getting shot at us from space it's us creating our own mindset and our own decisions and all of us can change that at any time if enough of us do that this whole thing will go away mm, so,
0: Hundred yeah, percent. i guess that's, yeah, that's wicked no 100 percent. i say to people it's like, it's like coronavirus hasn't caused stress it's like revealed where you're Sort of weaknesses are, and that sort, of, and of so the, the work that you do, mm. and once you go into real stuff, you realize. Say to people, don't, don't let it like, don't hold it, don't feel it, like be aware and understand it, and then do you do, do diligence. And like I said about five G, there's things that I'm doing a podcast, and there's things you can do in your house, etc., just to mitigate you as well as the energy that you're putting out. You know, it's vibrations, everything's energy. So don't worry. There's lots of mm. things you can do and put that in in the world. Once again, like doesn't like burying your head in the sand isn't the way forward you know you need to be aware of these things but then you also need to understand that there's things you can do to mitigate these things and which we'll be going into and tom i think it was an absolutely fantastic conversation I definitely want to get you back on uh if you're if you are come back on um and where can people yeah, find sure. where do people where can people find you if they uh, they want to find you
2: Um, yeah, at the moment, I guess, uh, they can go to globalbiodynamics.com. Uh, I'm still contactable through there, even though I do film and photography for work now, you know, I, I kind of got out of the industry, but I am still writing and, uh, you know, I'll have that second book out hopefully in, Within two months, I'd say, I've got to really knuckle down. And It takes ages to write a book. Have you ever written one?
0: Yeah, I've got got one. Yeah, the chronic fatigue solution. I've got one. Yeah, it's funny because you talk about chronic fatigue, and I did it on that because it was like how, it was sort of like rare things on my skin and stuff, but that was like when I couldn't move, it was was the same. But there's ways to go about that, which we can have a little chat about offline, which is probably easier because I wrote mine as well. But um, Tom, thank you very much, my man. It was uh, an absolute pleasure speaking to you and um, definitely get you back on.
2: Yeah, awesome. I'd love to. Thanks for having me.
0: So, guys and girls, that was the interview with Tom Barnett. You know, we covered that a lot, and I'm sure it's given you a much deeper understanding of what's going on, um, what a virus is, about vaccinations, about what you can do, but mandatory vaccinations. And it's at least allowed you to relax, be calm. You know, I said before in the interview, like, be aware of it, but don't have to take it in. You don't have to take it on board. It doesn't have to become part of you and really affect who you are and your and your vibration and your energy so yeah fantastic interview please like share this with whoever you think needs to hear it it's valuable information it needs to get out there um, and this will be going out on itunes as i mentioned before if you if you can help us float this www.reviveyourself.co all our supplements there i've got my book the chronic fatigue solution which you can find at www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com uh, you can find tom at globalbiodynamics.com And if you are struggling with a health issue in any way, um, and you haven't been able to overcome it and been seeing specialists, doctors, surgeons, consultants, nothing's helped, then please send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, send a message and we can chat about how we can help you because we can help you, you know, health is not made in a needle, it's not made in a pill. It comes from the things you do daily and it doesn't matter what you've been going through, you know, the way you heal anything is the way you heal everything with a few subtle differences. You just have to get out of the body's way. And so, yeah, if you found this information useful, please like, comment, share. If you need help, give us a shout, we can help you. Otherwise, hope this has left you in a more peaceful, calm state. Take the information on board, absorb it, and then go and have a fabulous day. It's Roy Martin from Revive. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.